Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one, and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. I see you, Lucius. I see you, Jeremiah Brandon. Fitness Rebel. What up, Fitness Rebel? Philly 559. Gigi. I see Jeremiah. And you know who else I see? Derek Gunn. I see Barrett Brooks. I got my two handsome faces back today. Uh, we miss B. Brooks uh, in his absence, but we are we, rocking we did. I mean, yeah, we did. Yeah, I mean, Derek did. didn't even realize. We were, we were in the pre-show meeting, and Derek was like, oh, oh yeah, you were off yesterday. Right. He always has to get dig. Dig it, dig it in there. It, yes. it, I mean, it was it was just it was uncalled for, man. Why we always being so damn childish on this show? I know. Can't wait, take you wait, guys anywhere. Wait just a minute. Wait just uh, a minute. You get more Cabela's guys... here, by the way. What's going on here, man? Yeah, I did. I got dude. I got all these gift cards. My family gives me yeah. every time. I, it's, it's it's my birthday or Father's Day. They always ask me, "What do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Father's Day?" You know, I just give me gift cards to Cabela's. Because I don't buy just stuff for me. I buy stuff for my grandkids, or, you know. Yeah, I got uh, so I don't just buy it for me. But every now and then, but I'll no see a B sweatshirt. Or something. What's that? But no B, but no B Brooke. He's got your address. Uh, you can send I, a little something over to Barrett. Yeah, yeah, and don't don't take this the wrong way, but I have not seen a section for your size. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. That's cold, I'm, no, man. See, I knew, see, I knew it, no matter how I said it, it was going to come out wrong. Man. Just I'm dig, just, just dig. Woodpecker's at it again. My wife, yes. my wife, see, Trish can verify this. When we go to Cabela's, they have great selections of stuff. If you know you're in it, I'll do stuff. But I, I'm serious. I've I've not seen like you know how they have big and tall section. Uh, I've yeah, not seen a big and tall section in Cabela's. I'm being honest. All right, cool. I, for, I forgive you. See, you I think I'm you. taking a dig? Look at Rob's face. See, Rob's the instigator <laughs> on this show. 
<laughs> I always get blamed. <laughs> you said it. I, I always I get blamed for being the instigator. Rob is, uh, Rob is that sneaky dude. You know, Rob was that big brother. You know what he is? You know what he is, Barrett? Rob's that big brother. He thumped the other brother in the ear and then he run behind mom when the other brother come after him. Yeah. Mom, he's chasing me again. That's you know, that's, that's, but you know what? You can't get to me today. I'm oh. in a different place. Not today. today. No. The All world right. looks different today. Everything's brighter, smells better. Namaste. You know, Namaste. I'm almost I'm almost embracing fall. Almost. Wow, that's you, a that's you a went too far. You almost too far. is the operative word. I'm yeah, just, you went too far. I'm just saying. Derek, yeah. you know what I really like uh, what? from you today? What I, I like your accoutrement in the background. You have My your what? lint. You have your lint roller where, right there. Where oh, your let me get rid of that. <laughs> you know why I had it? We got this one dog we had. Man, this dog walked around, sheds everywhere. There's yep. like little white needles everywhere. And dude, and I brush him off. And five minutes later, he's covered in hair. And my wife buys him these cute little. You see these dogs that's these cute hoodies. Oh God. <laughs> You're, you put a, your dog in a hoodie? Oh, no. My wife has oh, hoodies for dogs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Only like, D-Gun, man. They look, you know what? I'm going to have her take a picture of what I show it to you. I mean, it, they look cute. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying. a big fan of putting dogs in clothes. But, hey, man, what do you got to do? Here, let me tell you this story. So, one year, this was like a few years after we had just moved to, to Delaware. So, my, my brother-in-law brings us this, this dog uh, from California, you know, a puppy. It turned out to be a fox terrier. So we had one real bad winter. My wife decides to go buy the dog booties, little <laughs> booties, right? Okay. So the dog can walk in the snow. <laughs> we put the booties on the dog. The dog came back in minus two booties. We couldn't find the booties. <laughs> the dog was out there like, get these things off of me. And he can only get two off. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, no, Jeremiah, I did not convince my wife to buy the dog's hoodie. My wife buys these, and they're cute, they're cute little hoodies. And, we, and the one dogs, you know, they're small dogs, short-haired dogs. So right. they get colder when the weather changes. Yeah. They walk around shaking. So she, they have a collection of hoodies, you know. And I, dude, I never put my dogs in the hoodies when I was coming up. My no. dog, you know, <laughs> hey, you tough it out. You either go outside or you stay in. It's that simple. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> All right. So I yesterday... I forgot to tell you guys this before while we were, or you Gunner, when we were doing the show. So I had my daughter's soccer team does these like pasta parties, you know, you ever oh, yeah. sort of takes a turn or what? I don't know if you guys did this when you, your kids were, were playing whatever in high school, but so, I mean, she's a senior. So we were like, all right, we haven't done one yet. This is our time. So you talk about like preparation and everything that goes into this, man. Oh yeah, It was a lot. A lot. So like you I had to make the pasta. Like a, I did some. My wife did a ton, but I was like getting tables, getting chairs, like you know, setting up, oh, and the, yeah. set it all up in the yard on the oh, deck. Oh. So we had welcome to my world. Yeah, we had forty uh, kids from the JV and the varsity freshmen, and seniors. It was, it was probably like thirty-five-ish around there, thirty-five uh, over yesterday, man. That's I a would. scene, man. Yeah, I used to yeah, when I was but, young and dumb. Yes, have parties. <laughs> And we had like 350 people in our backyard. And we stopped after one day. There was one incident that just, just turned me shop, uh, sour on it, man. We had this one party, man. And, well, it wasn't even my party. It was my kids' party. So they had a right. party. I said, look, you can invite. Dude, that's a lot of people, by the way. That's a wedding. That's, right, a that's lot, too many that's people. people. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's a Halloween party. And I told my kids, look, you take and you can give. Um, you can give out 20 flyers and they can go to the um 
you know, go to the come to the party at the house, you know. So we, you know, decorate everything, have the party house. Well, these bad kids, they went and and and, and copied the damn things and, and gave it out. That's how 350 kids ended up in my house. People, parents were just they weren't even they weren't even stopping to let the kids out. They were rolling and kicking them out. Like, yo, come back here, come back here. Jetting off. I'm like, yo, all oh these gosh. kids got to go. Bro, <laughs> they got to go. It was 350 kids, my bad. I'm like, y'all got to go with no food or nothing either. Y'all gotta go, man. Because I only have enough food for crazy. Why are you so cool like that? Why are you cool like that? You kick people out of the house? Bro, I was stopping them from even dropping them off. I told you the parents was kicking them out the car and wasn't even stopping. They were just rolling them out, bro. <laughs> they got rid of the kids. Yeah, I'm like, no, uh, come get these. You stopped kids. the you stopped the kids from coming to your house. Yes, because it'd been that more j- than that. That's wrong. That's wrong, man. That's yeah, so it, wrong. All the jokes are rolling in now. Hey, all, Mr. all the comedians look, are out in full force. <laughs> Mr. Taz said, "Mr. Taz said, Rob, here, here Rob, making pasta. Here Mr. We no flavor. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, no, this is right here. Why do Why do I, I even open myself up to this? Why, why do uh, I even do it? When my girl, my girls, uh. When my girls played field hockey and softball in high school, my wife was like the team mom, and she yeah. would make her famous uh, chocolate chip cookies. Right. And she would take them out to the game. Man, it was I like kids on crack running to get to cookies. Oh, they man. start throwing some of those down, dude, man. Forget it. Some, dude. Bro. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, I got to take cookies to the team. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I remember you, you, she, the man, Trish told me she made them cookies especially for me. And you brought them to the office and got to sharing people. But no, you don't share my cookies, man. man. My wife told me to share the cookies, Barrett. What do you want me to do? She said she was making them for me. She said she, there are a few of them for Barrett. She goes, give. She said, give Barrett the small. She when she would give Barrett cookies, she would make a little small collection and put them in a separate <laughs> baggie for Barrett. Barrett thought he was entitled to the whole tray. Oh, I know. I, Dude, I, I would take I would take cookies to the office. <laughs> Dude, it was like a feeding frenzy in the office. Right, right. <laughs> like here's mine. Where's the rest for everybody else? Right, right. right. I'm like, those were yeah. for my, those were me. But, my sister made them for me. But I will say this though. Now, now that this year has gone by, I will admit. But she would give me cookies to take to the office. You know, my drive was 45 minutes oh, drive from done. my house. They were done. <laughs> it was 45 minutes from my house. By the time the you crossed the Pennsylvania Look. line, they were done. You, you got to Pennsylvania. It was over. Dude, that's t- you know what I'm talking about? Don't let the devil tempt you. Exactly. Dude, a plate of cookies sitting on the front seat, and I'm smelling it fresh out of the oven. And when you pick them up, Barrington, when you pick up my wife's cookies, they just, they melt. They're so soft, right? Bro, Dude, I'd have about five or six cookies before they get to the office. I'm man. that way. Look, are you got like if you if I get a pizza and it's smelling really good and it's sitting there yes. in my front seat, man, it's trouble. I got a bag with fries in it. It's oh, trouble. Man. It's trouble on the way. Bro, my wife, I, 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 my wife I, I, asked me to go get like five guys fries. Ain't no way that bag's making it to the house without me sampling those fries. I'm telling exactly you that right, right now. Yeah, there's no way. I, all it is is I'm just testing to make sure it's okay for everybody else. <laughs> That's what I keep quality. telling them. Quality yeah. control, man. Quality control damage. I'm, I'm, I'm about looking out for people. You know what I mean? That's, That's what, what I'm saying. If they're going to be poisoned, I'd rather go down and leave my family upright. I'll take the bullets. <laughs> I got to test the fries, man. I got to make sure. She made these. She made these, these. These. I mean, these. These cookies were amazing, bro. These oh peanut butter. Goodness. These peanut butter cookies, and she put the. Um, she put the Hershey Kiss on the top of them. Oh. Oh yeah, he give me and he give me my bag and two Hershey's Kisses missing on the top of it. Oh, yeah. He ate the Hershey's Kisses. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's wrong, man. No, I don't know. It just fell out. I don't know. It sounded good, though, right? Lie. Exactly. That's a lie. I never tested to take the Hershey Kiss off the top of the cookie. I've never done that. Oh. You know, he's sitting here lying. Why is there a hole right this? in the middle? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe, I can't believe that's unbelievable. Uh, she, was, 
she would give me specific instructions. Now, look, these are for so and so, so don't take these, and these the rest are for everybody else. Yeah, right. Why she won't tell me that? Because you know I got to take one for whoever they're for. Yeah, I got to taste one, and then by the time. They were so happy to get them off. They didn't know how many were supposed to get. It was exactly. <laughs> why is there only three? There's enough yeah. space for six. Yeah. <laughs> it's her yeah. fault. She shouldn't be such a good baker. It's is her this fault. A bite, is this a bite market in this one? What are going on? <laughs> oh my God. All saying. right. So we got we got a lot going on today, man. Uh Brandon Lee Galton, uh, who does an unbelievable job. Uh and you, we've had Brandon on, you know, a bunch of different times uh on the show, but he was down there in DC. Uh, this past weekend. So we'll get hit the latest on what went down there. But uh, Eagles reporter, managing editor-in-chief for Bleeding Green, uh, he'll be joining us at 1 o'clock. We got uh, Eagles practicing uh, today, back at it after the off day yesterday. Sixers at training camp in, uh, in the Citadel. We got Flyers preseason, which is crazy. <sighs> I need to pace myself for the Phillies. I don't. I, I, I will explode Here we go. in the first segment. <laughs> We're going to do it a little later. I got to stay calm. All right. Okay. No, I don't. Right. So let All me right. just say this. Uh, I thought Rob Thompson did a bad job. At, at, yes. Managing this. Okay. Now, and I don't even know if it's fully his fault, but explain to me guys, I'm dying to know this. All right. Yet an off day Monday. Okay. After the game, he put, well, during the game last night, he puts, he puts Connor Brogdon in there. Who's been a mess. Connor Brogdon, who has a seven, two, four ERA in 15 wow. appearances <laughs> since August 21st. What? He uses him in a high leverage situation in a one, one game. He gives up the run. Phillies lose. Now, granted the bats stunk. It's ultimately the bats fault, but let me at least get this off my chest. It's I need the bats it. fault. So <laughs> after the game, hot. Thompson says, Sir Anthony, Eflin and Bilotti aren't available. Last time I checked, it is September 27th. You are in a playoff push and you're leaking oil already. Guys aren't available. Suck it the bleep up and get out there and pitch. This is a what the race, hell right? is going on, man? Hey, Rob, right. every team does this, though. Every team does this, though. I don't understand these specialist pitchers anymore. Or you can only pitch X amount of pitches per X amount of days. I've never understood that. Especially now, Derek. It's not all. It's not April. You no, know what I mean? No, like you gotta no. win now. You gotta suck it up. Our, our, our stream. Up. Our stream knows you, man. Look at Mr. Taz. Who's Look. getting cursed, Rob? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm glad Mr. Taz brought this. It's coming, Mr. Taz. Trust Mr. me, Mr. Taz. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because in our pre-show meeting, I said, Rob, today. We're going to do a segment when we get to the baseball set because even in a pre-show meeting, Rob was getting hot about the Phillies. So I said in the, in, the, in, the, in the Phillies segment, we're going to go through the pitchers, and I'm going to ask Mr. Ellis, do you want to fire them? Or are you going to put them on layaway? <laughs> so, Rob, I got a, I got right now I have two, four, six pictures on here, and as the show continues, I'll add a few more just to get your blood boiling even more so. All right, good, good. I'm, I'm in. All right, stay tuned. Okay. We're going to get to All that. Right. Um Good in it. This is interesting, guys. You know, the Eagles are off to a great start. We know that. But the the individual accolades are rolling in. So Brandon Graham gets the defensive player of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Two and a half sacks, six tackles, five quarterbacks hits, and a and a um a fumble force fumble and a pass defense. Great game for Brandon. Good for him. They've now had three straight guys. They've had uh McPherson special teams. They've had Slay, of course, with the two picks against Minnesota, and then yep. Brandon with what he did last week. So that's pretty cool from an Eagle standpoint. Here's something Good. else ironic. Trevor Lawrence gets the Offensive Player of the Week in the AFC. Oh, yeah. Where's Trevor Lawrence playing this weekend? Oh, exactly. yeah. 
Exactly. Pretty cool. He torched. He torched a pretty good Chargers defense. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he he did, went yeah. out and torched them. Yeah. And Doug Peterson has changed his whole mojo and mm-hmm. how to approach the game at this level. Well, not just Doug Peterson, but you have Press Taylor as the offensive coordinator. Mike McCoy is the quarterback coach. Those are good coaches, and they've all they've all changed his his mo and his perspective on how to be a, a professional quarterback. And I watched I watched uh, some of the highlights of Trevor Lawrence from that game against the Chargers. Yeah, this kid is night and day different. He's closer to what he was at Clemson. Yes, compared to what he was under Urban Meyer. Agreed. He is. He is the Clemson guy. He is. Oh, he's, not the Urban he's Meyer. He's been groomed guy. like this since Hi, he was like five years old. Oh yeah. Hey, Mom, good morning. We'll get after. Yeah, the he was the number one guy coming out uh, in high school. He, they, he was. Yeah. He had offers in like seventh grade. Right. You right. Know, right. From like big time Division one programs. He, hey, he and uh, he and uh, he and um. um the Chicago Bears um Justin Fields. Justin Fields. He and Justin yeah. Fields were going back and forth, number one, number two, number two, number yeah. one. Yeah. Their entire life of playing yeah. sports, man. Yeah. So, you know, this he, I, I mean, I knew he was I knew he was good. You know what I'm saying? But hey, Doug, hey, I think, has put him in a position to be very good. Hey, Mama Brooks, uh, your son has not cursed yet. So I just want you to know that. He's behaving right now. <laughs> He's still ha- we still have two hours and 50 minutes to go, but he hasn't cursed yet. A long way to go. Uh, so far, so good. Rob, yeah. might, Rob might curse I today. Might. We get to I, today the might be segment. the day. Yeah, today. I I, 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 I may have cursed in the pre-show meeting. That <laughs> yeah, may, <laughs> may have happened. There might have been some you know what? new language used. I keep yeah. telling you guys you need to be more like me. Oh, no. Nothing's what? that important anymore. Yeah. Everything's Mr. Zan. What did you say? Sneaky. sneaky? Yeah, sneaky. That's what? What? It's almost like the queen. So you talk about queens and Phillies, you're going to get it from Rob. Period, yes. point blank. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Rob may get a few people fired today. We haven't had a Rob firing in quite some time. It may happen. Look, his face is always already as red as the banner behind him. I know. Yeah, it doesn't he's, take he's much hot. to get me red. Did I not tell you all week? that the Phillies were going to have trouble with the Cubs. Did I not tell you that? Yes. The yeah. tricky one is getting through this series with the Cubs. I, and I'm not surprised. I mean, the Cubs have their number this year. It used to be the Marlins. This year's the Cubs. You're right. I told you. They're going to have problems with this team. But right. the good thing is Milwaukee keeps helping them out because Milwaukee right now should be even or at least a half game ahead of the Phillies if Big they had blown a couple of games. But yeah. Milwaukee's pitching staff stinks. They do. I totally, so, totally concur with that. Hey, let me show you. So, uh, does, so does ours. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it, especially the bullpen right now is a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought um, the bullpen's pretty good, right? I mean, no. No. no? Not, not lately. No? Not lately, Oh, man, okay. For sure. Bye, Trish. Uh, hey, uh, hi, Trish. Uh, <laughs> she walked by. Right. Xander, I need the Eagles black helmets, please, if you could pull those up. Because, guys, we, we got a little word uh, when the Eagles are going to be wearing these uh, the black helmets. It's going to be week 12 against Green Bay. It's going to be Christmas Eve, which is week 16 versus the Cowboys. And it's week 18, which is the final game of the season versus Look the at Giants. That. Look at the helmet. I, I, love, I love that, man. I'm so I know traditionalists don't like you know, getting away from the green helmet. Uh, I yeah, love no, that you can't get away from that, man. That's, that's, that's hot. Bear. Yeah, hottest fish grease. Bro. Yeah, I was that gonna say, awesome. Bear, you know you like that, Bear. That, that, is that hot, helmet bro. is sweet. No, that's that is, that is phenomenal. Yeah. So I went awesome. and shot a had to shoot a commercial yesterday uh for um World Cup soccer. And um I brought my old helmet and oh, <laughs> they nice. were like, yeah, so the Kelly Green. Helmet, they, no, not that one, not the Kelly Green one, but oh, okay. the other one, the uh, midnight green. 
Okay. And I brought up to have you know I have the Philadelphia Unions. I was up there with them. Yeah, Subaru at, Park. That's a great yeah. place. Man, that's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. awesome. That how about that view of the bridge? That is so unbelievable. Great, yeah. Woo! I so, never understood though why they put that stadium in that particular area though. That that's it's a beautiful area. It's just it's just one way in, one way out. That's that's yes, horrible. It's, yes. It, but I will but, tell you the design of that stadium is gorgeous. off the charts. Yes. Yeah, it is. Good. Yeah. What that's is why it's so Mr. good. Tuna? Rob has won me over. He can be on a fishing team. No, yes. he can't. No, yes, he cannot. Can. No, he, no. Yes. See, see, Rob is that dude. No, see, Rob is that dude. He's so happy to be on a boat and rock. He starts slinging it. He don't care who. See, the work for the first thing you I learn would, is I would catch somebody with see, something. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. See, the first thing you learn is before you cast, look in all directions and make sure no one's around you. Rob starts slinging Rob's lever. Man, you got a hook in your jaw, <laughs> in your yeah. butt. That Rob's like, man, you know what I would do. Like this, but, I would what? just sit there and maybe have a couple cocktails. I would have a couple beers. And well, cheer you, you, guys you could definitely, you could definitely fish with us unless, unless it's the, if the bite picks up, if the bite picks up, oh, there's no way you can sit down and and, and not be fishing, man. You got Cap 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 Tony be like, oh, hey, Rob, we need one more here. Let's go, right. let's go. Right. Right. <laughs> We're going now. And also, <laughs> I'm with a, I'm with AJB here. Said, did Rob just did Barrett just call Chester beautiful? Thank you, AJ, um, because. Barrett missed my whole point when I said I don't understand why they put that beautiful stadium. Oh, you talking about the area. area? Yeah, yeah. Yes. You gotta, hey, gotta go through. Let me tell you. you gotta go through Vietnam to get there. Hey, let me <laughs> you tell you something. When I, do that. when I drive through there, I'm down behind the wheel like this. I'm rolling, Jack. I put it in the second gear. I ain't. I, I, ain't yeah, I don't know uh, all the logistics. Maybe it was a, a tax break. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what the yeah what the reasoning was. I don't know, but I, I do know this. I I give props to whoever designed it because it. Oh it is, no question. Whoa, good. Really but good. I don't like the one way in, one way out, man. It's like you take yeah. you if you're late, you mm-hmm. miss you miss the whole first half of the game. Yeah, you gotta go early. You oh, go yeah. early. Oh, but it's goodness. so nice though. It's nice. I mean, I like the view and everything you know, right down do there too. in that area. I do too. But, hey, oh, look sure. at this though. Hey, I'm gonna tell everybody this. You know, if you have loved ones down there in that Tampa area, my guy uh Tad, oh um, yeah, he, he's down there, and they didn't have to evacuate right now. It took a turn, so it's not really hitting Tampa Bay right now in that area. Right. But um, you know, it's a category four, so everybody, yes. you know, what I'm saying, stay prayed up for everybody that's down in Florida yeah. right now, and and, and yeah. whoever's Glad on that path going up. up, man. Yeah, and and for folks who can't, you know, and I understand that some people don't have options to go elsewhere. Right, and hunker right. down and please be careful. You know, yes, it, it's for just, sure, for sure, it is just it's going to be rough, man. Yeah, and, this and is it's no and joke, it's, and it's coming up the coast. They don't know which how yeah. how's yeah. it's going to yes. be. Yes. Carolinas, Virginia, and yeah. even. Even Delaware and in, 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 in Philly. Yeah, area. we're gonna get we're it. Gonna we're gonna get it in our area. Yeah, we're yep. gonna get it too. We are, you know, Jersey. Yeah. So we're gonna get we're at least get an aftermath of it. You know, winds and rain and stuff. It's supposed to be this this weekend though. Yeah. So yeah, but say, oh, you know, no, not the weekend. Oh, yeah, no. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday yeah. we're gonna hit pretty yeah. hard. I, I hope. Hopefully, <laughs> so, yeah, these things can tend to change sometimes or whatever. Let's hope, but, let's hope they do. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. hope it goes out to sea. You know what I mean? Let's hope. No you, know, you know, it's funny. Uh, ever since I was in my early twenties, I've always been fascinated by weather to the point when I started having kids and they got older. You know, especially when we were having weather changes here, I'd always send family group texts. Hey, this storm's coming out, and they're like. You missed your calling day. You should have been a meteorologist. <laughs> you you do got the voice too. You know, and, yeah, and you the, can thing definitely is, do it. the yeah. thing is, you know, most mornings I start my day watching um, Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. Mm-hmm. But whenever there's a major storm, whether it's a snowstorm or, or, or tornado or hurricane, my, my TV stays on the Weather Channel and I'm sitting there watching the Weather Channel like I'm watching a game. And right. It's like I just get fascinated by this stuff. Um, and you notice the weather, the weather uh, severity 
is getting stronger and stronger every year, more yes. severe every year. The hurricanes, the tornadoes, the yeah. snowstorms. Uh, it's like, man. But luckily, we're in an area where, well, I am. When you guys get in Philadelphia, a lot of times, I only get a small dose of it where I live in Delaware. You know, we right. don't, like once every two or three years, I get hit with a decent one. And by decent one, it's like six, seven inches of snow. Mm -hmm. When I lived in Pittsburgh, that was a light dusting, man. You don't get a foot of snow in Pittsburgh. It don't mean nothing. Nobody bats an eye. No. Same no, way in Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I was Wisconsin, a foot of snow is nothing in Wisconsin. Yeah. But you know, when you start talking two, three feet of snow, oh, that's a backbreaker right there. No Bro, doubt. I can remember I was up in, <laughs> I was up in uh, Green Bay, bro. And I'm, I'm thinking, because I was playing for the Lions. Remember, I was playing for the Lions, and we thought every time it snowed that we're going to play Green Bay, we're going to practice outside. So we got like a foot and a half snow. We having the worst practice ever out in that snow. I mean, we couldn't – everybody jumping off sides. We couldn't see where the lines are. We could yeah. barely practice. Yeah. Then the next year, I go to Green Bay. And I can remember being at Green Bay, and it'd be one little snowflake falling down out the sky. And Brett Favre said, oh, take to the indoor. <laughs> in the indoor. <laughs> they hit it indoor. They didn't care of it. One little drop of rain. Oh, we're at the indoor. They didn't play that, man. Everything was at the indoor. We did not practice out in the elements. But everybody around there thought you practiced outside in the elements, you know. But yeah. they, no, they didn't play that, bro. They didn't play that. Well, you know, Barry, you weren't on yesterday. We, we had Tom McCarthy on. He's in Chicago. And he was talking about how cold it is right now in Chicago. And I was, you know, because you're, you're on that Lake Michigan coast there. Oh, yeah. And that, that Lake Michigan effect, like, you know, growing up in Wisconsin, that Lake Michigan hawk starts hitting you. I tell, them, here's, I tell people all the time, here's what cold is. Cold is when you have a, a, a snow gear on and the wind's so strong or so cold, it hits you on the button. You think somebody's trying to pickpocket you. That's cold, That's cold <laughs> no. right there, brother. We played um, – I played – the super coldest place I ever played was in Chicago. It was so cold that, you know, I mean, you when you did sweat, it would freeze up on your face. Ooh. But then they should outlaw games on Monday night yeah. in, 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 in Green in Bay. In Midwest. Yeah, in Green Bay, yeah. bro. It was so cold that guys were getting so close to those heaters that look like jet engines that they were melting their uniforms and their shoes. They would have to get new shoes and new uniform. They were that close to the um to the heat. It was that yeah, bad but, out there. You always against me is when when offensive linemen come out come out for pregame warmups. They got on short sleeve t shirts. I don't know how yeah. they do it. Man. I don't know bro, how they do it, dude. It's, it's, and, and it's, I almost got cut because of that. That same game we're talking about. I came out there. And I had uh, I, I, you know, no arms, and I wasn't even start, man. I play a lot, but I wasn't even start. Well, this particular game is Monday night. We're playing um, Minnesota. I wasn't playing at all. Man, I was freezing, man. My arms were cold. So we went in at halftime. So it, when we went out there, it was 7 degrees. Came back out in halftime, it was minus 12. So I came out there with sleeves on. Coach Bechtel, he got so mad at me. He's like, get, get Get your the, the sleeves off. Dude. I'm like this. So I cut my sleeves. I'm mad. I said, hey, coach, now you go take that jacket off. You got Ooh. me out there with no sleeves. You Ooh. take that jacket off. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. He didn't like that. Man. Too That's awesome. That's awesome. Why are you such a rebel, man? You I'm always not, a man. rebel. I'm, I'm not, man. But Why, I'm, I why just, can't you just go with the grain? Why do you have to be so different? <laughs> I can't even you need blame to be it on more you. Like, I, know you, I didn't know you back there, so I can't even blame I, it on you, man. You need to be <laughs> more like me, uh, Barrett. I'm in, a, I'm in a different place now. Yeah, you're right. a different place. Yes. Yeah. So the Packers here. lose again. Hey, it's all a facade, I mean, everybody. Yeah. It's all a facade. I'm yep. in a different place. I just <laughs> yeah, sure you are. 
I, I love you all. I just want you to right, know that. Right, 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 right. All right. Well, the place we're going to be when we get back, we're going to dig into the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll tell you what Doug Peterson had to say about his return here, about the statue that's up of him and Nick Foles as well. Uh, we'll get some rankings where they fall, at, you know, where, where Jacksonville ranks, which is pretty impressive. Some guys who were standing out, some names you may not know about the Jags who are playing well for them. We'll do all of that. When we get back, namaste, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Don't go anywhere. Again, 1 o'clock, Brandon Lee Gowton as well. All right, knowing who to trust with your finances can be scary, right? And I was the front of the line. I didn't know who to trust. I had other, other people before that did not do the job, and I found the right person. It's Jim Murray from Principal Financial Group. And it could be anything, really. It could be 401k review, insurance review. You have a small business, whatever the case may be. For me, it was rolling over some 401ks into an IRA. Jim helped me with that and some other stuff as well. And he's an unbelievable advisor for you know what's hot, what's not, where to go, when to get off something, et cetera. He does a really good job informing you and educating you on everything you need to know about your finances. I, like I said, I've entrusted my IRA, IRA, 401k rollovers. You can too. Give them a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You can email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
right. Happy, happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome back in, everybody. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Uh, reminder, you can check out any of our interviews at jacobsports.com as well as unbelievable Eagles content there as well. And, and you can always go to just uh, Jacob Sports YouTube Network as well to get the entirety of our show, all of our interviews that we do. We had Tom McCarthy yesterday, Mike Quick yesterday. So check all those out. All right. Um, so interesting, guys. Doug Peterson said uh, today, in anticipation for the game on Sunday, that he has not seen, like in person, uh, the statue that's up of him, of Nick Foles from the Super Bowl. He says he's hoping that he will get a a, a good ovation. He said, but you never quite know. I, it's interesting. Like I think a lot of times coaches will be like, ah, you know, I can't worry about that. I'm focused on our team and all that. Doug's been pretty honest with this when he's when he's talked about his return to Philadelphia and how excited he is and how honored he is and all those kind of things. So I think that's pretty cool. He, uh, push-ups he, for Derek Gunn. He, uh, he uh, I mean, of course he's going to downplay everything. He's going to come. He's not sleeping. Uh, he's he won't sleep Saturday night. Um, you know this this is this team. That's why the Eagles better come and play, man, because this team is really really wanting to. Uh, you know, do everything they can to make sure Doug has a good showing there. And when I watch, you know, when I watch tape on them, they're the real deal, man. They are yes. the real deal. Yes. And, and you know, Lawrence is more than just a, you know, pocket passer. He's a great athlete also. Oh, he yes. can run. Yeah. He can do everything that – um he can do everything one of the top quarterbacks can do and more. Put it like that. He's the total package, man. So they're going to have to kind of play against him. Uh That defense – is the real deal. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to try to go out there and really dictate tempo. But one thing, I'll say this. The reason why they're able to heat people up is that they, they have a lot of trust in their secondary. Yes. They trust their secondary so they can keep a man in the box. And when you can keep a man in the box to stop the run, that's why they're so high at number one against the run. But I doubt seriously they'd be able to keep a man in the box for this offense. Mm. You won't yeah. be able to keep a man in the box. They, you're gonna have they, you're gonna have to cover these guys. They're so young. I don't think they're 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 they're, they're, they're old enough to be afraid of anything. Right. That's they're exactly all, know any better. Yeah. No, they're all given a chance and it's come together. When you've had back to back impressive showings like they had against the Colts, who by the way, held Kansas City to 17 points. And then you hold, and I understand Justin Herbert's hurts, but you put up 31, 38 points on a pretty good Chargers defense. You've held the Colts and, and the Chargers back-to-back weeks to a grand total of 10 points. That's saying something. That's making a statement. You know? Yes, sir. I thought Jacksonville was at least a year away from being what Doug Peterson wanted them to be. Oh, no. That coaching staff has done a tremendous job. Look how young they, they are on defense. Mm-hmm. And I jokingly said on my podcast last night, Gun on One, I had Adam Kaplan on, and I jokingly said, I'm looking at this kid, Devin, Devin Lloyd, as, as the Michael Parsons of the AFC. Yep. This kid is everywhere. Now, they play a 3-4 front, but this kid is not, station, is not a stationary target. He is everywhere. And sideline to sideline, their four linebackers are as fast as any quartet of linebackers in the game right now. Yeah. And I mean, they move. They hit. They don't miss many tackles. They hit. They're aggressive. The defensive front is it gets pushed. Now that's going to be interesting to see because we 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 brought it up last week or earlier in the week about how the Eagles' interior from the center to the two guards were getting worked over by Washington's two D tackles. 
Ah-da-da. It's going to be interesting to see because two of uh, two of Jacksonville's defensive front guys go 320 and 318. Mm. Now, the other, the other end is 298, but he's lightning fast. So it's going to be interesting to see. And I know Jeff Stoutland has brought this up in the film session about his guard, his guard play from last game. I want to see how much they improve. You know, Lane Johnson told us on the postgame show after that first game against Detroit, they got chewed out for eight days leading up to the Minnesota game. Yep. And they played a much better game against Minnesota. Oh, big time. Now, I want to see how the guards play against this defensive front because it's not it's not just the defensive front. They're coming. They're coming. They, they blitz almost as much as Detroit. They're coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they, 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 they look just like They look just like um, – the Giants. Yeah. They look like yeah. the Giants defense. Yeah. They're always yeah. bringing somebody from somewhere. And they yeah. can disguise it because they don't use Walker as necessarily a defensive lineman. He drops a lot. He's a, he's like a Hassan Reddick, but um, bigger. He can cover. Yeah, he can, he can cover too, though. He can <laughs> cover also. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But they have him They have him legitimately as a guy that can um, come off the edge. And they play a lot of 50 front, you know, a lot of bare yeah. front. Yeah. Uh, with three, you know, uh, three interior D linemen and then two outside guys, they play a lot of that. That's why you can't run on them either. But um, I, I mean, I know they have the work cut out for them, but I still think the Eagles are the better team. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I agree. I agree. And, and they're home. Right. I mean, so the, it's a game that you should, you know, win. And I, but you guys are right. This is not I think before the season started, we all looked at it like, all right. That's that's an automatic boom. Check yeah, it. Yeah, not an automatic, uh-uh, uh-uh. not by any stretch. Let me give you some numbers here, guys. Team wise, they're, they're really impressive. So they're seventh in scoring. They they average twenty eight points per game. They're tenth in rushing, one hundred twenty three point three per game. They're tenth in passing. So they're in the top ten and everything across the board offensively, but defensively, they're fifth in points allowed, mm-hmm. just twelve point seven. They're giving up just 55 yards on the ground per game, number one in the NFL so far. Yep. They're, you can get them in the passing game. They're giving up 257.7, which is 21st. Their safety play, Barrett, I, I like their corners. I don't love their safeties. I think their right, safeties are right. a little susceptible. So let me give you – you guys nailed the two guys. Devin Lloyd's been unbelievable. 24 tackles, two interceptions so far. Beast. Okay. Trayvon Walker has played very well for them. He's got eight tackles, a sack, and interception. But the other guy to keep your eye on is Josh Allen. And I don't mean oh, the Bills goodness. quarterback. Oh. This dude, he had 10 pressures by himself last week. Jeez. So, I yeah. mean, like, he's getting home. He's number 41 when you're watching the game. Listen to the size. This is like Trotter-like size. He's 6'5", 262. He's a big cat running around. He's listed Jeez. as a linebacker, but he does a lot of different things for them. Well, you know, he was a he was a number one pick and he came out in the draft. I remember when he was at Kentucky. I mean, he was he was he was he was probably the the third third linebacker drafted, third or fourth linebacker. I think, you know, during his draft. He was pretty good, man. He's now finally starting. See what it is, this team is full of first round. They've been bad for so long. It's yes. just a bunch of first rounders on that team. Yes. Yes. They got like six or seven of their first rounders they kept. You know what I'm saying? They're just now starting to turn the corner and, and become good. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think yeah. that's a big thing of, of, of why this team is so good because they have guys that have been there so long. Well, um, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm I sorry. mean, I'm just saying, you know, so when you have that many first-rounders and a bunch of second-rounders that are still there, like, you know, Cam Robinson, they're, um, they're left tackle. 
He was a second rounder, supposed to have been a first rounder. He's right. still there. Um, you know, they have guys that, you know, just suffered through all the, you know, bad years, and now they're starting to turn the corner as far as being yeah. good players now. Well, they also went out and they spent the, the, the right money. They brought in Brandon Sheriff, uh, who's a great right right tackle. The problem with from, him was from Washington. From yep. Washington. You know, he couldn't stay healthy. Uh, and then you got Jawan Taylor playing next to him at right tackle. Their their offensive line is really good. And you look at the draft they had just both this second year. rounders. Yes, they had two first round picks this year, and both of them are playing oh, lights oh. out already. In tra- you know Trayvon Walker and and Devin Lloyd. Yep. So they've made a lot of and Christian Kirk. Now we all laughed at um, Christian Kirk getting that kind of money. He was a he was an afterthought in Arizona. He's emerged as one of the top pass catchers in the game now. Mm-hmm. So they, the money they spent was well worth it to, to help turn this thing around. I yeah. see him. I see him as a team that they're they probably are a year away, but their division is is worse than the Eagles' division. Right, like the Titans suck, the Colts suck. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. So yeah. they're looking like the best team in the division. Houston, very much know, so. Houston suck. Yep. So they're gonna they they'll probably make they'll probably make it to the playoffs this year. So when you look at like. I thought Nick Sirianni would have had a good case for being coach of the year this year, but yep. it's probably going to be Doug because his first year there, he's probably going to make it yep. to the playoff just by default from the division being so bad. So let me so let me ask you both this then. Is this the proverbial trap game? Because the Eagles started out with three NFC opponents, and of course the third opponent was a division, the first division game. Now you got an AFC team coming in here. Could this be that proverbial trap game? You know what? I'm a, can I go first? You might as well go first. Yeah, go ahead, man. I, I'm not saying it's a trap game. If they lose, they were beat because Jacksonville was better. It's not like they're going to take this team any lighter than than any other team. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I can say about Coach Sirianni and the way these guys prepare. They have so much stuff that they need to do better that you know they mm-hmm. they can't afford to be looking past anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, who's the next opponent? Uh, the Cardinals, I think. Yes. Then the so, I mean, yep. so they're not looking past um, Jacksonville to get to the Cardinals. They're definitely not doing that. What they are doing is understanding, look, we really messed up in this game against Washington last week. Sayamalu got whipped. Dickerson, when he was in there, he was hurt. But, um, you know, you look at, uh, you know, Opeta got whooped. And also, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jordan Malata gave up a sack, even though, you know, he, came, he ran a horn. He yeah. still gave him a sack. So they got a lot to prove right there. Um, in the second half, they're talking all this stuff about second half. They're going to have to score points in this second half. Yeah. This is going to be a must for them because they just, you know, this, this, uh, you know, this, this, this Jaguar team has showed the propensity to be a very good four quarter <sighs> team. So I mean, yeah. this will be their, yeah. this will be their biggest test thus far. Yeah, I, I agree with everything De- Barrett said, Derek. I, I don't think it's a look ahead in this sense. One, because it's Doug coming back. There's such an emotional pitch. Yep. Like, so many of these guys played for him. Like, yep. I, like, I can't see them in any way, shape, or form looking past this team. And the other thing is, like, you know, Jacksonville, uh, well, I think a couple things. If it was Dallas next week, maybe. Maybe, maybe. yes, yes. Maybe. But Dallas is two weeks away. Um, and – if Jacksonville was one and two or zero oh and three, then I think you overlook them. A, a lot of people, not just us, are talking about Jacksonville in this start. Yeah, they, just, they just whooped the Chargers. Yeah, they just yeah. put it on the Chargers, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that 
the antenna's up on this team. Like, I think that some fans may be sleeping on Jacksonville, but I really don't think the Eagles players are. I don't. And for no. everything Barrett just laid out, too. Heck like, no. you, if you're a coach, you can use these second halves. You could say, yes. guys, we haven't scored five quarters in the second half. Like, you right, me? right. And, and, well, and just beat that into their heads all week. The last time we scored a point was was in the first half of, of last week's game. Right. You know what I mean? Come on. Well, the second half, yeah. But, but yeah. no, right on. So I think for all those reasons, Derek, you could use all that to your advantage if you're Nick Sirianni. I'm looking at their stats against the Chargers. Now, obviously, Justin Herbert's playing with banged up rib cartilage. I get that. But – and then Bosa went down uh, also. But that Chargers defense is pretty good. They put up 413 yards of offense on that Chargers defense. They had 150, da, da, da. 151 yards rushing against this Chargers defense. They got to the red zone six times. Now, they only converted. They were three of six in the red zone. But here's the big stat. They're not just this quick strike team. They had the ball 38 minutes, 27 seconds against this Chargers defense. They were eight for 15 on third down conversions, two for three on fourth down they ran 75 plays. Now, if they control the clock against this Eagles team, this is going to make this an interesting game from start to finish. Agreed. Agreed. Hey, I I, mean, I, you, you guys will love this. So Nick today, uh, before practice, showed the team a, a video of Tiger Woods when he was at the top of his game. Yeah. Basically, the, the line of thinking was he's still obsessed with getting better. He's just playing his best. He was playing his best golf at the time. So Great message. Nick, yeah, Nick's not afraid to, to to pull that stuff out. But you guys mentioned, we were talking about it a little bit earlier, Trevor Lawrence. How about Trevor Lawrence? 77 for 111, 772 yards. He's completing 69.4% of his passes, six TDs, one interception. He's only been sacked twice. I uh, know. Two twice. times he's been sacked. 103.1 passer rating. And I'll tell you the other guy to keep your eye on. This is James Robinson, man. Yes. 230 oh, yeah. rushing yards, yes. four and a half yards per carry. Yes. yes. Like, you know, ETN was the bigger name, but, you know, and ETN's solid, but Robinson's the, the feature guy. He's like a little bit bigger version. And, and when I say bigger, I'm talking about strength wise than DeAndre Swift. Yep. And he can step. He gets an open space. You see him break off that 50 yard run yes. last week. Yeah. Once he gets an open space, he can flat out go. So they better wrap up. You know, there better not be any shoddy tackling against this team because they'll hurt you. They will hurt you. They're young. And like I said, they're too young to be afraid. They're just out here having fun. And those two games they won in the span of seven days against the Colts mm-hmm. and, and, and the Chargers, you don't think that's momentum, confidence building for them? Yeah. You, are you kidding me? And they're playing for a coach who knows what it takes to get to a Super Bowl and win it? Guys, he'll never say this publicly. But I'm sure Doug feels wronged that he was shown the door. I'm no sure question. he's not happy well, I about agree. that. I agree. You know, and, and, and don't think that didn't come up in the in conversations with his present team. You I know? agree 100%. Bro. Yeah, there, there's motivation there's, there. There's sure. huge motivation. And, I mean, their receiving core, man. You talking about the running game? Their receiving core. Jones and, and, and Kurt. Which one? Mar- Marvin Jones. This jo- Marvin Jones and Zay, Zay Jones. Jones. Zay, yeah. Marvin Zay. Jones has new life. This dude's playing. He left Detroit. Yep. He left Detroit. He's got new life down in Jacksonville. My goodness. I can't. And and then, and here's the thing that's going to be interesting. Evan Ingram is still a good ball player. They're tight end. Yes. His problem with the Giants, he couldn't stay healthy. But 
Evan Ingram is balling down there mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. No, big time. Big time, man. Yeah, so if you look at their path so far, the last two weeks, somehow they lost to Washington. I don't I don't know what was going on there, but they lost in Washington 28-22. They beat the Colts 24-0 at home, and they beat the Chargers last week 38-10 in L.A. Uh, they were able to do that. So, you know, they come in feeling pretty good about themselves. And it's they're an interesting mix. You know, it, it's I, I also think that it was such a disaster last year that there was nowhere to go but up. But but the, the other thing I think they have a great advantage is Doug's used to fixing things pretty quick. I yep. mean, if you even remember his first year, the Eagles were seven and nine when yep. he takes over after, uh, you know, the chip thing, you know, really kind of fizzled out. And then the next year he, they win a Super Bowl. The next year he wins a playoff game. Yeah, that's a pretty good first three years with an organization. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this this that team, that team's so young. That team is so new. They got a breath of fresh air. They had, they didn't know what they had in the uh, the coach they had last year. I mean, who is this dude? This dude, instead of going home with the team, he goes and parties at his at his uh, bar his restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, in, 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 in Columbus, and, and, and kicking it with his Jones. <laughs> Yeah, he kicked him with a jump instead of flying back. So, you know, they were already a mess. But this team runs the ball, and when you run the ball, you can travel. But then you catch him. You get video somebody catches him rubbing some some woman's backside while he's sitting in a bar. And and I'm like, and she's rubbing up against him. And I'm like, can you imagine what his wife must be thinking, embarrassed like this nationally? Young John, too. So yeah, yeah. You can't be with your jaws, dog. But dude, you don't you don't take the plane back with the team, and that's what you're doing. That was already out of order right there. You know, oh I've, not, I've heard players do that. I've yeah. seen players do that, but I've he I've straight never up stole that. money. He he stole, he put a mask on and stole. Uh, and still getting paid. Got him. He thought He's, he thought he could just go in there and pull the crap that he pulls in college, man. I mean, it's it's that simple. He, you know, he, I mean, you look at – he left every place under shady circumstance. He won all the time, but everywhere he left, it was, you know, some bogus health claim oh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, something I'm, else uh, was going on. And you watch. He'll sit this year out and get paid by Fox Sports, and he will be hired somewhere. Nebraska or somebody else will hire him. Mark my words. He's still I, I getting paid Nebraska, by Jacksonville. Yeah, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think Nebraska will. You know, those people up there, they, they, they don't play that. They're desperate. I don't think, right. I don't think, I don't think he's going to Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Somebody think, will. No, you know where he'll go? He'll go to a college team that's on the cusp of being better. They have a good nucleus, but just don't have the coaching staff to make them a better team. Somebody like Kansas. Go, yeah, or somewhere like Although they're doing when, well this year. Well, look at Matt yeah. Rule. When Matt Rule went to Baylor, they were a yeah, good yeah. team. He yeah. took them to another level when yeah. he was yeah. there. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I, I just yeah. I just don't see I I, I don't see him going you know anywhere like 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 uh um, Irvin Jones <laughs> that's a great line that's pretty come good, on, yeah. man. come on man Urban Jones <laughs> job Vlad good job Vlad yeah that was oh my goodness but you know just getting back on on Doug and this and this this Jaguar team I tell you what man I, I love watching disciplined football yeah, I love teams that cross yeah. their T's and die. Like, I don't need the big shot plays. I like being fundamentally sound and understanding how you can move the ball, even though your opponent may be better than you. It's all about being fundamentally sound. You know, anytime you have somebody like that, you win, man. You can win. And, and Doug has those guys playing fundamentally sound. They they tackle well. They hit their gap. Their, 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 their gap discipline is, 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 is great. 
Um, you know, how this kid is getting the ball out quick. He's not holding the ball. He's getting it out of his hands quick. The receivers understand he's got to get it out quick, so they're making a move and, and, and being very direct in what they're doing. They don't make a lot of mistakes as far as a lot of flags. Those are all things from a sign of a good team, and Doug has his team going in the right direction with that. How here's do you one, guys – go ahead, Derek. I mean, I, I, want, to, I want to have an existential, existential question for you guys, but go ahead. How do you, how do you spell that, by the way? What? Existential. How do you spell that? <laughs> E-X-I-S. Anyway, getting back, to my, getting back to my peaceful aura, um, here's one stat we didn't even bring up. Yeah. They, they are tied for the league lead in forcing turnovers with eight. They That's have six interceptions one. and two fumble recoveries. They're turnover, and they've only turned the ball over one time this season. That's smart football. They're playing. That's, they're, football that's right a well coached team, right? Yeah, there. man. And Mike Caldwell, props. Mike Caldwell, former Eagle, is their defensive coordinator. Yeah, he'll be a head coach somewhere real soon. Absolutely. What do you call him, Zeke? Yeah. The, 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 the Zeke, thing right? about Mike Caldwell, when he played football with the Eagles, yep. he was the quietest guy you ever yep. wanted to meet. Always smiling, didn't say a whole lot. You know, engaging to everybody. I never thought he was emer- it would emerge to where he is now. You know, he's one of the mo- leading defensive coordinators in the game now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, he's always thinking, always calculating. Um, he has taken his coaching game to a level that his playing game never reached. Right. And you're right. He's going to be in line to get another head. Oh, well, you know what? Hopefully, because Eric Bieniemy should have been a head coach a long time ago. He can't barely get a sniff in interviews, Yeah, which blows me away. People like Cliff Kingsbury. Why? You get a head coaching. I don't know, dude. Maybe he doesn't interview well. I don't know. But his track record speaks for itself in Kansas City. When you look at the creativity, we always talk about teams are looking for the next great offensive mind since this is an offensive minded game. Eric Bienemy is one of the best offensive minds in the game. He can barely get a sniff in interviews. I agree. You know, but people like Cliff Kingsbury quit a job at USC to take a job at Arizona. What has he done since he's been there? No, yeah, absolutely. Fair no. enough. No. Uh, all right. A question regarding Doug. Yeah. When he left here, I felt like he was prematurely shown the door. Yes. In hindsight, you knowing what the Eagles are doing now, and, and Doug's obviously doing his thing. He's doing real well. But did the Eagles do the right thing in hindsight? Was it time for both parties to part ways? Yes. Doug wanted more say so in, 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 in certain things. The organization wasn't willing to give it to him. Doug said, look, I've won you a Super Bowl. I've earned the right to do certain things. Yeah. Didn't work out. It was time to part ways. You know, it was amicable. Uh, it shouldn't have happened, but it, it is what it is. Um, and Doug knew he was going to get back in the game. You know, that, that winning that Super Bowl gave him a carte blanche to where he knew. Well, he, you know, he took a year off because his brother was ill and his brother died from a bout with cancer, I believe. Yep. Um, he had more time to spend with his family. He was still getting paid by the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so he took time to take to breathe. You knew Doug Peterson wasn't going to stay foot, out of football long. Doug, football is a, Doug Peterson is a lifelong footballer, okay? You knew he was going to get back. He just waited for the right moment. And, boy, could he not have picked a better place to go to. A warm-weather environment. You know, the city of Jacksonville, that. You know, I think we all agree on that. Yeah, We've been you. to Jacksonville. Yeah. But in terms of he walked in there, he's the Pied Piper of Jacksonville in one season. He's the Pied Piper of Jacksonville. That team wants another winner. They haven't had a winning team since the days of Mark Brunel. Yeah, Tom you Coughlin. Know, think about it. Yeah. Tom Coughlin. Think about it. Yeah. So 
Doug Peterson getting off to this two and one start has already made him the Pied Piper of Jacksonville mm-hmm. for for a football fan base that's starving for respectability and pride. He's given it to him. Yeah. So I'm not surprised Doug Peterson's back in football. Yeah, after good one good hire, man. Really yeah, good hire. You know. You know? And, and I think also I'm not saying Chip Kelly was was Urban Meyer with all the nonsense off the field. I'm not saying that, but but his personality was kind of abrasive and rubbed people the wrong way, right? So Doug comes yeah. in. And he has a track record of kind of just calming the waters and getting things right. And that's what he did when he was here. And I think he, he you needed a guy who was going to come in and just sort of chill everything yeah. out a little yeah. bit and, and, and bring people together. And that's what Doug was, is more of a uniter. And, and, and not only that, he's got the chops. The guy won a Super Bowl. So it was a really good hire by Jed. They, don't, they haven't made a lot of good moves lately, but that was one. When, when the Eagles hired Doug Peterson during that first season, I would ask people, you know, players – um, front office people, hey, what's it like having Doug here? In unison, everybody, oh my goodness, it's such a breath of fresh air in terms of people in the front office being able to talk to him. He was he was just like gracious to everybody compared to what Chip was. Chip was standoffish. Yeah, Chip would walk past people down the hall, wouldn't even look at them, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times. Chip alienated ex-players in that organization like Harold Carmichael and Mike Quick, okay? So, you bring in a Doug Peterson who's just happy to be a head coach. And you talk about a complete turnaround. It's the same thing down in Jacksonville. They went through the ogre of, of, of Urban Meyer, who people couldn't get close to. Dude, walking around kicking kicking people. <laughs> not, not taking a plane back. I really him. wish that kicker would have just kicked him right back. Yeah, bro. I, I really do. Right, bro, right I, in I, his nuts. Right in the jewels, man. Even his, coaches hated, even his yeah. coaches hated working with him. I'd have been done, bro. My NFL career. I mean, if it had been, it had been my third year. That just means I wouldn't have been a vested veteran. I would have made it. You got to get into your fourth year to be a uh, vested veteran. That that would have been it. You would have been. If he'd have kicked me in the third, if he kicked me in my third year, that'd be my last year. I'd have beat the tar out of him. I'd have beat him like he stole something. It'd have been. You'd have been reading about me. We had we had this uh, paper called The World back in St. Louis. You'd have been reading me about in, in the world how I killed somebody because because you around I'm around all my peers and this is a yes. coach in front of everybody. There's media there and everybody, yeah. and my mama would have heard about them kicking me. My mama would have noticed he did it to me. a kicker. He didn't do yeah. it to an right, right. He knew better. Is is that a coincidence? I think not. Okay, he knew better. Man, he'd have kicked he, me. I'd have, bro, I'd have canceled this Christmas. I'd have, yeah. I'd, have, I'd have still been beating on him. He kicked uh-huh. that dude like you. Nightmares. He kicked that dude like he was John Stenerud. <laughs> like, man, y'all wish you would kick me. Yeah, kick, kick. Who, what? You got Tourette syndrome or what? Something <laughs> oh wrong with God. you? Oh my oh, God. It'd have been, it'd been just my luck because I'd, I'd have sued. I'd have sued him. I'd have, I wouldn't need to play anymore. Yeah, but I'd have beat him. I'd have beat him like he's boy. I'm, I'm telling like you, he stole something. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're coming back. Uh, Brandon Lee Gowton from uh, Bleeding Green is going to be joining us. We'll get his take on what's going on with the birds, preview the Jags as well. Don't go anywhere. We keep it rolling with the Eagles and the football talk a little later. We'll do some NFL stuff. We'll get some rankings. We're getting to buying and selling. We didn't get to that. We'll get to that in the NFL segment. We'll do that as well. Don't go anywhere. D. Gunn, B. Brooks, R. Ellis, Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk Pro Action Restoration. Yes, Pro Action Restoration is the place you call or reach out to if you're home your business, your property has any kind of water, fire, smoke, or mold damage, or any kind of problems, leaks, whatnot. ProAction is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I went through it. I had water damage in my parents' basement. I called them on a Saturday. They got over there. 
they plugged up the problem. They cleaned it up. The price was reasonable. The crew was great. And they were just unbelievable. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured, and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So it could be any of the above, water, fire, smoke, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760. Or you can reach out online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We have a giggling Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. What, what, are, you, what are you doing? What are you up to? 
over there. I'm just happy today. Can't I just be happy if I want to be happy? Uh, you're is up is to there something. a catch to it? Yeah. Yeah, you're up to something. Why There's... can't I just be happy? Why is there always a catch to it? Why? Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure, sure we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. out. I'm just in a good mood. Can I okay. be in a good mood? I know one reason oh, no. why. Can you? Why? Why, Rob? Why? Because we have Brandon Lee Galton joining us. That's he true. is the that manager and editor in chief of Bleeding Green, of course, the co founder of BGN Radio as well. Brandon, see see what you do, man. When you, you come on the show, all of a sudden Gunner's <laughs> Mr. Chippy, happy, you know, laughing, enjoying himself guy. That, it's He doesn't do that with us. I knew that was the real reason why he yes. was uh, excited and happy. So I'm glad I'm I can brighten uh, everyone's day. I'm in a different place, Brandon. They just won't let me be happy. They, try, they keep trying to bring me down to their swamp level. <laughs> <laughs> he misses seeing you on a daily basis, Brandon. That, of that's course. Weird. Yes. Um so I, I'll start with this a very uh, sort of generic question. Are you surprised the Eagles are this good? <laughs> I mean, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, from a standpoint of, I think we all realize they'd be, you know, a, an above average team, uh, optimistic outlook, but I think anyone's kind of lying. If they, they thought Jalen Hurts was definitely going to be like the MVP or like a strong MVP candidate through three games and that the defense would tighten up, especially after how it was kind of not the best in week one. So, uh, are, am I surprised they're good? No. Am I surprised they're this good? Yeah, I am. Well, you know, looking at um, Jacksonville and their way in, and they they kind of turned the corner also with with um, with you know, coach being there now. How do you think he'll be welcomed into this area? Into the ring? I mean, it better be, it better be like a, a standing ovation. It better be. I mean, I don't, I don't. What what's the reason to boo Doug Peterson? Because you're right, right. You're mad about how 2020 went. I mean. Don't we can't we all realize by now like he was not the main culprit there? And even if he was, like he didn't want to leave. It wasn't like this isn't a Carson Wentz situation. He didn't ask out. He wanted to stay. He wanted it his way. And the Eagles didn't want to do that. And they they even said at the time when they fired Doug that it like it, it wasn't a reflection on him as much as they just wanted to go in a different direction. So I'd be really disappointed if anyone booed him. Okay. I'll ask you, Brandon. I just asked hit Derek and, and Barrett with this, but in hindsight, like I thought he got uh you know, shown the door a little too early, personally. Um, in hindsight, do you think it was the right move by the Eagles? I mean, I think it's clearly it's clearly working out for them, or at least so far. Uh, I think that my whole thing about that season and at the, at the end of things there was Doug was taking a disproportionate amount of blame. Not to say he was blameless. Obviously, Doug played a role in, mm-hmm. in that team being really bad. And I'm not saying he was without any fault, but I think he got way much – he got so much heat and at the time, there's still people being like, we can fix Carson Wentz. Just needs a new coach. Doug broke him. I think that looks very silly now, especially what's transpired with Carson Wentz and with what's going on in Jacksonville so far with Doug being really good. Hey, Brandon, this team has been so good in two phases of the game lately, offense, defense, but special teams is a mess. What what do you do with the special team scenario? The return game, the coverage games, nothing's really working for them. Yeah, it's it's almost like what can you do uh, for for as good as an off season, great as an off season, even as Howie Roseman had, didn't really add much at returner that you feel good about. Um, the punter might be an issue. They had two touchbacks last week that were like one was like from Washington's forty nine, the other was like the forty three or so. Um, like I don't know how how much you can really you know fix those things when the personnel's probably going to be the same. I would like to see Devontae Smith not. Uh, you probably can't use him full time, but I definitely would like to see him a little bit more than never back on those punt returns because I do think he can be effective there. But that's not ideal for a guy you're relying on so heavily in offense. Mm. 
Right. You, you mentioned Jalen Hurts, and it's almost like, you know, we're, we're digging into everything else because we're just kind of used to it at this point. But he's had an amazing start here, man. Um, for you, biggest area of improvement from him? I mean, it's the most important area, which I think is just, you know, as a passer on the whole, in terms of um, you know, accuracy, in terms of uh, reading the field, seeing the field, knowing where to go with the ball constantly. He's always been pretty good at avoiding turnovers, but I mean, I mean, he only has one turnover this season and that was on a, a tipped pass on, on a play where I thought Kenny Gainwell could have caught that pass. So, uh, I mean, he's just been great really in every phase uh, I think we've seen different things from him each week. Week one, it was all about avoiding pressure and taking off running and being a weapon with his legs. There's kind of question, all right, how much is that sustainable? He goes out against the Vikings, and he was making and attempting passes at a high level that I'd never really even seen from him before. And then against Washington, it's all about the big play. He's airing it out. I really, What I liked from him in that game most recently was that unlike Carson Wentz, who I think struggled with this at times, he gave his receivers chances to make plays on the ball. And to their credit, they helped him out, and they did, both Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. So he's, he's kind of checking every box here. Mm. How much credit do you give uh, the, the O.C. Shane Steichen or you know the head coach you know, in, as far as his development? You know, who do you give the most props to of him being what he is right now? I would give the most props to Jalen Hurts himself. You know, he, he's Ooh. obviously, we all know, he grinds. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, and Brian Johnson, too. I think, you know, you, you talk about guys who are going to be, you know, in position uh, to get hired elsewhere. Certainly, I think Brian Johnson, the Eagles quarterbacks coach, uh, who was really impressive when we heard from him in training camp, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think he's he definitely deserves a lot of credit. Um, he worked with Dak Prescott back at um, – in Mississippi State in college. So, you know, he kind of has a track record here. He's building a track record of, you know, working with quarterbacks and having success. Um, so I, I think it all goes into it. Shane Steichen's play calling, I think, has been pretty good for the most part. Uh, Sirianni's ability to defer. And obviously, he still has a process in the play calling uh, uh, scheme. You know, they, they, they coordinate going into a game. So credit all around, but I would start with Jalen Hurts. I would go so far as to say if Steichen continues on this course – he is going – I think he may get a head coaching job before Jonathan Gannon does if this continues. <laughs> it's it's crazy. But, like, yeah, conceivably the Eagles could lose both their offensive and yep. defensive coordinator in one offseason. Again, and maybe the quarterback's coach too. There's there's going to be a lot of people coming for the Eagles coaching staff if they continue mm. like this. Brandon, I, I'll tell you, offensively, you know, you just, they just present so many problems. I mean, when you have those two guys on the outside, when you have Dallas Goddard, when you have the potential of a running game, which wasn't great last week, but you have the, you know, the potential of that running game. I don't really know what area you look to take away. I guess you'd probably go the Detroit route and just blitz the hell out of them. I mean, what do you think Jacksonville's approach is going to be this week? Yeah, it's a it's a good question. I don't I don't think there's like an ideal answer to your point. I I do think it's it's a good point by you, Rob, about like the run game being surprisingly disappointing against Washington, where Washington was allowing like seven point five yards per carry heading into last week, and you thought that's that was going to be an area where they could have success on the ground, and they didn't. I'm not really concerned about the run game long term because the offensive line is good, and we've seen the running backs produce in the past. But it's something to keep an eye on. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know how you stop Jalen Hurts right now. They're, they're, <laughs> Teams have thrown like everything at him. They blitzed him. They played like Lions blitzed him. Vikings played off. Um, I don't really know what you're supposed to do right now. Um, you can't just take one player away. It's not like okay, you can take AJ Brown away because Devontae Smith's going to step up or Dallas Goddard. Um, even the role players on this team, like Quez Watkins, didn't 
show up on the stats sheet against Washington, but he drew two pass interference penalties, uh, which were big. Zach Paschal, he got stopped on that one fourth down carry, um, but he's valuable as a, as, a, as a blocker and a guy who can, you know, contribute on a third down. And sometimes in some, certain situations had a good um, like legal pick, basically it didn't actually even contact the receiver on that one Devonte Smith catch and run across the field. So everyone's really contributing at a high level. I don't know. I don't think there, there is a real answer to like stop this team. Mm-hmm. Is it are there are you concerned with the, the lack of production? Well, not, not it's not the lack of production, but um not scoring in the second half. Uh I think it's something to like put on the radar, but I, I think when you you know, imagine being like a Raiders fan right now and like you know, your biggest problem is you're not totally blowing out teams because you can't score in the second half. Like you would sign up for that. These are like champagne problems, I feel like. Um so, <laughs> right. <laughs> I like that champagne problems. <laughs> yeah, not not the biggest I get it, but I think you know, the Eagles have never been in a spot too in these second halves where like they've really had to go out and score. They've right, never been in right, like desperation right, right. mode. So uh, you know, I think they've taken their foot off the gas. And, uh, you know, you'd like to see it get better, sure. But I, I'm not really worried about it. Give me your assessment of the way Avante Maddox has held down that slot corner position. Um, I think as good as that entire secondary has, has played, I think he's the the most aggressive DB that they have and maybe the most fearless that they have. I mean, he's like, what, 5'9", five, nine, five, whatever. Nine, yeah. And he's stopping uh, Washington's tight end, at, who's like 6'6". Six, six. Uh, Logan Thomas, whatever, 250 mm-hmm. at the goal line on a shovel pass, which mm-hmm. are like, I mean, that's just an incredible play. I mean, how many, how many times do you see the shovel pass there, especially for Andy Reid, obviously in the past, but like that play is so hard to defend. Like it's just, even if you have really good defenders, that was really impressive. Maddox has been big. I also know he had a pass uh, deflection in this game. He's been, he's been huge and underrated too. Cause we know we talk about Slay all the time. Bradbury has been a great addition, but Maddox has really been solid there in the slot. And, uh, you know, the Eagles obviously decided to extend him last year. And that's looking like a smart call. Mm. Brand, uh, Reddick gets uh, a sack and a half and was, you know, in on a couple others, looked very active on Sunday. In your estimation, was it just a matter of time? Did they do something different here to kind of get him going? And do you feel like that's a springboard as we go forward here for him to be certainly more of a factor than he was the first two games? I definitely think, uh, you know, when the whole defensive line is feasting, there's obviously some element of uh, the opponents helping you in terms of, you know, Washington was in a tough spot where they, Sam Cosme, their starting right tackle, got hurt during the game. Uh, Chase Roulier went on IR, you know, leading up to the week. So that offensive line was clearly banged up and then just getting dominated all game long. So I'm not trying to, to downplay Reddick's performance, but, you know, let's, let's, you know, see if he can kind of stack these games at all. Um, I, I, one thing that I do believe with him, uh, coming into this year, I believe he had like eight forced fumbles in his career, and um, and and uh, he's really good at that. So I think that's that's something that is real. He's going to be able to maybe not always, even if he's not getting to the quarterback and bringing him down like for an actual sack, he's going to be disruptive and he's going to be able to kind of come around like he did with Wentz there and knock that ball out and uh, create a big play for the defense. Hmm. Um, you know, I I just want to bring it back to, to special teams. <laughs> uh, I, I just can't get up. You know, I I I. I been asking you know where where is is michael clay you know what, what's mm. going on it was such a decided advantage for the eagles for so many years uh when we had you know coach Phipp. he would you know flip the the you know yardage um he would pin defenses he would you know put the offense in a better position um we returned uh i don't see any of that production yes we have a bomb uh field goal kicker yes jake elliott is great but after that, I mean, it's abysmal. 
There's nothing. They're doing nothing. I feel as though we only have two-thirds of our team. How can we get that one-third in the mix again? I, this is, I think this falls into champagne problems again when you're like, when you're, I, and, I, and I'm not to downplay it. I'm just saying when you're talking about like when your biggest concern is special teams, you're doing decent. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know because again, it comes back to the you can't trade for anybody. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Like, there's only right. so much you can do. I mean, it, Howie, I would say, and one area where the Eagles have been good in season before is their pro personnel department and like kind of finding a guy who shakes free sometimes who gets cut from somewhere, signing someone off else's practice squad. I guess that'd be my answer. I would try to experiment, you know, with some of those spots and, you know, look, they, they just uh, caught up Britton Covey for the last time in terms of like the, the amount of, yeah, next time they bring him up, he's got to be on the roster. Exactly. So like, I would, I don't know if I would like just stick with him maybe as much as I would, I would tinker a little bit with those bottom of the roster spots some of those practice squad spots, maybe try to find the right combination, try to find a diamond in the rough, um, I feel like that's where you kind of need your your personnel department to step up during the season. Scrolls right. come back. Yeah, right. <laughs> Break glass in case of emergency. My my <laughs> annual uh, TJ Edwards question that I like to throw at everybody because I the, the guy has been everywhere so far. Brand is he the one who sort of ascended more than anybody else on that side of the ball? I mean, he was not that he was bad last year. I'm not saying that, but has really taken his game to another level. Yeah, I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair uh, assessment. I mean, he was great in training camp, and you know, for all the Nicobe Dean hype, and I don't think anything that's happened so far in Nicobe Dean's career is any like indictment on him as much as it's just been a credit to T.J. Edwards for not being a player you want to take off the field. And then same thing with Kaiser White, who he had some penalties last week, but I think overall has played well uh, as well. So both of those guys. Playing well is, is a big deal. Um, I, I, TJ Edwards might be a player the Eagles want to sign to an extension at some mm-hmm. point this season if they mm-hmm. feel like they can get him at a good number and, and lock him in as a long-term piece here because, I mean, he's been great. He's like a tackling machine out there. Um, he's not the most athletic player. That's the big knock on him, but he is smart, and he can kind of know where to be in coverage. So I think he's, uh, for a team that's struggled at that position for a long time, he's, he's a really nice player to have. Hey, Brandon. They got, they got a, you know, they, they got a third-rounder, you know, so – I don't know if they do that. I mean, he's still got one more year left on his deal, right? Uh, I think he – I forget. He might be like a restricted free agent after this year or something. But okay. it, it, they – you know, they're getting to a point where they're going to have to make a decision on him soon. And they usually like to get things done you know, right. sooner rather than later. I mean, how he's – and because he gets these guys at, at a cheaper rate if he gets it done sooner. So, mm-hmm. I would – I'm with you, Brian. I think that's going to end up happening. So, all right, here's, here's where it's at with him. He's uh, – hmm. He's guaranteed. He's going to make about uh, nine hundred sixty-five thousand base salary. Vo- I don't know how you read some of this. Free agent stuff. after he- this year. Yeah, he'll be a free yeah, agent. Yeah, free after agent this after this year, basically. Yeah. Mm, that's tough. That's tough. Hey, hey, hey Brandon. Um, Hassan Reddick finally had a so-called breakout game against a very porous Washington offensive line, but I'm still not sure they're using him to the best of his ability. How do, how do you think they should best utilize his skill set? I mean, he better be rushing the passer. <laughs> we saw, I think, if I'm remembering correctly here, like the, the one touchdown the Eagles gave up to the Vikings when he was in coverage, and it did not Jeez. look good. So uh, it's funny because you can look back at the numbers and, like, oh, he's only dropping this amount of time. It's like, yeah. okay, but like one of those plays could be a scoring play. <laughs> that's, like, kind of a big deal still. Um, I get that maybe you have to do it literally more than never uh, for different reasons in terms of uh, trying to trick people. But I think, to me, I think you're, you're 
you're overthinking it sometimes when you're trying to trick the offense as opposed to yeah. uh, you have a really good talent. You don't need to trick him. Just let him go out and beat the opponent. Like, you know, that's, that's what the best players do in the NFL. It's not about subterfuge. It's just like they're way better Thank than you. everyone else. Thank you. Dominate. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. Gee, I, I kept saying about some, oh, you need to get, no, it, just line them up out there and say, go, go hunt. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That'd be, that, that alleviates all the trying to formulate a way to pass. If he can't pass rush, then he shouldn't be getting paid the money he's paid. Right. Let him go out there and rush the pass, period. Right. Brian, let, let's talk about Nick Sirianni and where he's at now. Uh, second year, uh, you know, last year was a lot of turnover, obviously, but still got the teams in the playoffs. We, we know that he turned over the play calling duties, but there seems to be such a connection. I know today, and you you heard it, he was talking about the play in the video of Tiger Woods when he was in his prime, still hungry, still trying to do his thing. He seems to have a pretty good emotional pitch and an and idea how to connect with this group. Maybe it's just him as a leader. Uh, do you get that sense that he's really almost taking it to another level? Now, I know some people want to get on him because he's wearing a Mike Quick jersey, which who cares? But anyway, his players seem to buy in. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it fits him. You know, maybe not every coach can pull that off or be, you know, weirder. But, like, that's he's just kind of – that's who he's been consistently. Yeah. Uh, and I think with Sirianni, my big question about him heading into this season was, like, what kind of edge does he bring to the team, especially because he's not calling plays? Like, what, what makes him special? And I think it might be like the culture aspect of everything and, and keeping this group of guys together and keeping them tight and, and forming a chemistry that it's early, but like, you know, that was such a big factor for the 2017 Eagles and why part of why they were so good. And it's easy to have that chemistry. Um, obviously when you're winning and you're, and you're dominant like that, but I think those, you know, there's some things that go hand in hand there. And I think so far so good in terms of, uh, on that front and Sirianni creating kind of a special culture here. The players like each other, they're connecting. There's good vibes, I would say, on the whole. So I think that is something you kind of can give him credit for. Hey, hey, Brandon, how surprised are you that this young Jacksonville team is now becoming one of the teams talked about across the league? Yeah, I mean, you look at different metrics. They're like second in point differential after blowing out the Chargers. They're second in football outsiders, DVOA. I mean, like this is it's a legit team. Uh, so I was, it was surprising when I, I or at least I thought when the line for this game opened at like seven points, I think it's six and a half. Yeah. yeah gone down to six and a half. Now um, it's a legit team. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, it's five touchdowns, zero interceptions in those last two games. He's looking like starting to finally show like he's making a leap. Um, Doug Peterson, obviously we know him. He's a really good coach. Uh, they've had talent. Uh, you have Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen, the defensive player. Um, so like there's, there's a lot of pieces down there. It's all kind of coming together, I think. Uh, they're, they're tired of losing. They had such a you know joke of a head coach last year that going to any kind of actual head coach this year is just a huge upgrade. Um, so I, I buy them to some extent. Now, I do think the Chargers game, they benefited from like Justin Herbert being injured and there's no Keenan Allen or J.C. Jackson and Joey Bosa got hurt and Rashawn Slater was hurt and their starting center was hurt. So like it definitely benefited in week two or week, yeah, week two from some of those injuries there. But they're, they're a legit team. Mm. Brent, uh, looking at the division, you know, we saw the Giants and the and the Cowboys go on Monday night. Giants got off to the quick start. They lose Monday. Dallas, to their credit, you know, keeping it together without Dak Prescott and, and of course, Washington, who we saw last week. What's your sense of the division here in terms of is it just strictly a two-horse race? And how good are the Cowboys? Because that pass rush looked pretty ferocious the other night. Yeah, I mean, entering Monday Night Football, before the Cowboys played the Eagles and Cowboys – 
and the Eagles had coming off a nine sack game were tied for the NFL lead in sacks. Um, and that's obviously been surpassed now with the Cowboys you know, re- re- racing out to, to first. And mm-hmm. yeah, that pass rush is for real. I mean, obviously, Micah Parsons is a problem. Demarcus Lawrence has been a, a good, very good player for years. Uh, it, it's a problem. And uh, I don't really, you know, the Giants are two and one. They might even be three and one because they can absolutely have, they can very well beat the Bears who are not good. Um, but I don't buy them at all as a good team by any means. The offensive line is clearly uh, not up to snuff to, to hang with the big boys. Um, but yeah, that Dallas defense is for real. The offense we'll see. Dak was not looking good. I'm sure we can all remember before he got hurt. I can only imagine how an injury to his, th- his throwing hand uh, is going to make things better. But in the meantime, that's why I want him to play. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to see Cooper rush. I do. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. the defense is a problem. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, man. I mean, they're the ability to get after quarterback. I imagine they're going to go when they and we're a couple weeks away from this, but they're going to take the Detroit approach. You know, that's what that's how they win. They do it against anybody. Yeah, with that pass rush, that's for sure. Um, lastly, on this, and I not to do. I know you were down there in in DC, but what kind of disaster area is Carson Wentz at this point, and how much longer? <laughs> Do the does the Washington football team slash commander stay with him if this still looks like this three, four, five weeks from now? I just don't think like there, there's so clearly a ceiling with Carson Wentz, right? Like he, I, I bring up the fumble stat all the time, but because it's it's extremely relevant. He's 69 fumbles in 88 games. Like that is not Jeez. it's never gonna go away. It's never gonna get fixed. So you're always gonna have to be like fighting this uphill battle. Like where you're like, well, we hope the fumble doesn't come at a time where uh, it's a really bad moment for us, or we hope it bounces the right way. Because there's so many good times for you to fumble, right? Right. Yeah. right. Like that's right. Like you're going into a game knowing he's probably going to fumble at some point. Right. It's like, right. can we right. survive the fumble? So like just that alone, it's a deal breaker, and it puts a ceiling on your team. And really, to me, like he should be out of the league, or at least like in terms of I think what his priorities line up with, because I don't see him being happy with being a backup. And I, I can't so see how, how Washington comes back with him for another season after this year and be like, things are going to be different. No, he's the, he is what he is. And it's a player that you, you can beat up on some bad teams. You can go seven and 10, eight and nine, like around there at the best. But I just don't think that's what you really want. And how big was the takeover there on Sunday? Oh, I mean, it's, I mean, you, you had, you know, players talking about it. Uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, praised the Eagles fans. You saw everyone running out or, or in the tunnel at the end there. Um, it's, yeah, there's always going to be midnight green in that stadium. And I will say it's kind of impressive too, from the standpoint of this isn't like late in the season FedEx field game where Washington fans are already just checked out because the team is terrible. You know, they entered this game one and one, they have lost to, um, uh, the Lions, obviously, but you know, there's like, okay, you know, maybe we can kind of be decent and no, just right. <laughs> automatically right. the wind taken out of their sails. They don't believe that's for sure. Uh, I, I, a last thing for me, uh, as far as Doug goes, all cheers again, they better be. There's not a yeah. single good reason to boo him at all. Okay. I, I think, I, in terms of what I think will happen, yes, I do think it'll be cheers. All right. All right. Brandon, listen, man, keep up the good work. We, we love, you know, everything you do, all the content you put out. Uh, manager and editor-in-chief, Bleeding Green, of course, BGN Radio as well. Brandon, we appreciate it, man. Thanks. Thanks Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, you got it. That is Brandon Lee Galton. All right, so we'll take a timeout, guys. We'll keep it rolling here. Uh, we got the NFL stuff. We haven't got to buy or sell, okay? We haven't got to our NFC rankings yet as well. 
uh, all kinds of good stuff. Hey, little update, which I'll give you too. Um, the Monday night, uh, the, excuse me, the Sunday night game. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but the Sunday night game, which we, we talked about a little bit earlier, you know, all the weather issues that are taking mm-hmm. place here, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, around our yeah. country is yeah. Kansas city at Tampa Bay. Yeah. If it's too bad Sunday night, they may play the game in Minnesota. I'm surprised they didn't move it to New Orleans unless New Orleans is playing at home. Yeah. Surprise. Played yeah. in Minnesota? You may Minnesota. have to. And that's where they may play it. If, again, we don't know what it's kind of called probably pretty soon, right? But the, not the, league, the league doesn't want to go through another scenario like 2020 where they had to move all these games around and stuff like that. They're going to get yeah. these games in regardless. And if they move it to Minnesota, will be no fans. In the, now, you uh, correction, you'll have football fans that will go to the game out of curiosity. It won't be a sellout, but mm-hmm. you know, the, I don't, I don't blame them. I'm surprised they will move it that far to the Midwest. Yeah, um, but I, I don't blame them one bit. No, I don't either. All right, so let's get a timeout here. We'll come back. We'll continue with the NFL talk. We'll update you on a couple other little odds and ends, Phillies as well. We'll dip oh, into a lot of baseball. Things. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, don't go anywhere, Barrett, Derek, yeah. Rob. Sports take, namaste, uh, on this Wednesday. All right, let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any problem that you may face. So if you have any type of issues with your tree, in your yard, on your property, if you do, they're just a quick phone call away. They are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and Northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, and tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, as we just mentioned, we are in hurricane season, right? Which means we're going to get hit with some bad weather. Especially, you know, it's happening down south, but it's headed this way this weekend. Now is a great time to have your trees evaluated. Make sure that if we get strong gusts of wind, heavy rains, etc., that you don't have trees come down, big branches come down. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call, 610-85. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, Tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 508-610-850-2848 or online at flintreeservices.com. That's flintreeservices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. 
sure our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. What's up, everybody? What up? How you doing today? Hope you guys, I'm glad you're hanging with us. We always like to have uh, a little fun and maybe lighten your day up, distract you from all the real stuff that's going on in life. And we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He's Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. All right, so let's talk a little Phils, guys. They lose 2-1 to the Cubs last night. They have nine games left. They're magic number seven. Now, they got helped because the Brewers lost again. Somehow, some way to, to the lowly Reds, uh, Derek, your boys. Yeah, right. Exactly no, no, no. They lost to the Cardinals. I mean the Cardinals, sorry. Cardinals yeah, the Cardinals needed night. that game to clinch, yeah. Yeah, Mitch Card. I was flipping back and forth between the Phillies, and that game was on the MLB network, um, the Cardinals and the uh, and the Brewers. But so they end up losing. They've now lost three straight. They lost the last two of the Braves series, this one. They've lost five straight on the road, four in a row overall to the Cubs. Um you know, this is starting to look like they're 10 and 12 in September. It's starting to look like a, a real sort of back in kind of thing here. You know, and MLB added that third wild card, which is going to allow them to get in. And look, I, I've been of the stance that just get in. I really don't care. You haven't been in 11 years. Just get in. Uh, but it's hard to garner a lot of confidence with the way they're playing right now if they do get into the postseason. Uh, um, but see, that's. I- that's where I have the problem, you know, because why get in if, if you're playing this type of ball? It's almost like, you know, all right, you know, almost for not, you know, it's almost like, all right, you get in just to lose the first series right off the top. I mean, maybe, yeah, you say, all right, you know, this this uh, this gets this puts you in a position where you, you your, your guys have learned to play in the playoff. They, they found playoff baseball. So, they'll you know, go in next year and be more um, 
more like the Eagles are in, all right, we got to do something now. Maybe that type of uh, mentality, but it's just hard for me to say, all right, these guys are going to go in and, and be, you know, what we're, what we're wanting them to be at this point. Well, the, diff- the difference was last year you had no expectations of the Eagles getting into the playoffs. And because the league added that seventh spot, that's the only way the Eagles got in the playoffs last year. And you had a bunch of young guys who got, you know, spanked by Tampa Bay, but it was a great learning tool for them. This Phillies team was built to win now. When you look at the way this lineup and the personnel they brought in here from from hitting to pitching, this team was built to win now and to be a factor. But like Rob said, they're going to back their way into the playoffs, you know, and do fans really do fans really get excited about a team? Now, we understand injuries have played a significant part to what has happened to this Phillies team. I mean, when you think about it, the pitchers, the hitting, I mean, Castellanos out, you know, Harper's been out for, for three months. You know, hand is hand has been out. You know, they've had guys up and down just nicked up, tendonitis, all kinds of stuff, broken bone. And they just haven't had a full complement, but they had enough to survive when Harper was out. They were mowing people down when Harper was out. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden in September, we had, when we had Tom McCarthy on yesterday, one of the things that stuck with me was, and we had Tom on at what time? Like one something, Rob? Uh, 1.30. Okay. So he tells us a few minutes into our segment, that the team had already left that early in the day and were going out to, for hitting. You know, they're, and I'm thinking, okay, they're putting in the extra effort. They're going to put, they went out and had one run, five hits against Chicago, a team that's going nowhere, but a team that's owned them this year, basically. You can only muster five hits against Chicago in a that's, situation that's a like problem. this. That's, that's a, a major problem. problem. And, and there's been fl- problems again with Chicago. Yeah. No, there's been far too many of those kind of games lately, right? Where it's, you know, it's kind of very hit or miss with them, and they, they can't put together – play a little small ball. They can't no. uh, manufacture runs. It's sort of wait for the big play, if you will, whether it's a home run or Harper hit the double last. The guy almost made an incredible catch diving on the yep. warning track, yep. almost caught it. Um, yeah, there's too much of that. and But I, I, I think that's a problem, but an even bigger problem is the bullpen. Oh. And there's – I was thinking uh. about this last night. Honestly, man, uh. the only person that you can trust right now out of – and I mean out of – Everybody is Alvarado. Yep. I don't trust it. Sir Anthony. I certainly don't trust David Robertson. Wait, wait, wait. Don't give it away yet. No, 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 no. Because that brings us to the segment that I talked to Rob <laughs> about in our pre-show meeting. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Name, sorry I'm I gonna, jumped that a little Yeah, bit. you jumped the gun. Apologies. So I'm going to name some pictures. And let's see how many do I have on my list here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven pictures on my list. Okay. I'm going to name a picture. And you tell me whether... You want to keep them or you want to fire them? All right. All right. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Starting out with Gibson. Fire him. Why? What? Uh, Yes. Gibson stinks. Yes. He, for most of the year, he's been okay as a fifth starter. He's been fine as a fifth starter. Yes. Lately, he's killing them. Lately, he's killing them. We're not using him as a starter, though. Yeah, he's still a starter. He's still a starter. He's still a starter. Lately, he not only has been bad, he's been bad and short, meaning he's out of games quick and he's killing the bullpen. He's really hurting him. He's a free agent. He he will be gone at the end of the year. He won't be a Philly next year. All right, gone. next one. Next one. Falter. Now, his last outing, he got rocked by the Braves. Definitely buying. Okay. I'm buying. Why? 
Why? Uh, is that what you, we do? Are we doing buy or sell? What are we doing here? Well, we can do. do you, you know what? what? I'm, I'm going to let you categorize it. What's buy, it called? Fire. What? Fire. Or. Or. Well, yeah, you messed me up. What was it? Employ. Keep. Yeah, fire or keep. All right, okay. I'm keeping Falter, Falter uh, yeah. because here's why. A couple couple reasons. One, he's pitched well enough. He's just earned it flat out. Like he's he's really your fourth starter now. Syndergaard's in the bullpen. You can't trust Gibson. He's after Suarez. He's my fourth starter. And or I feel good about him giving me multiple innings out of the bullpen in a playoff setting. He's he's a lefty who has a delivery where he takes this big leap forward towards the plate, which plays up his fastball, which isn't you know in, at an incredible uh, velocity. I like him, and I think he kind of pitches with a pair too. So I'm okay. I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely keeping Falter. All right, Bellotti. Keeping, I don't. I, I, I it's oh. definitely, he's definitely not fireable. I, I don't okay. love him, but he's he's keep worthy. He's been he's actually been pretty good this year for them for the most part. And he's, um, you can use him in a variety of roles. He can give you multiple innings or just one inning. So he's a keeper. Brad Hand, fire. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> All right. Why, Rob? I, I, you know, talk to the hand. Okay, he's out of here. He's gone. Uh, he hasn't been good. He's not trustworthy. I don't think his stuff is very good. Uh, I, I don't, they're really, he, he was okay for a stretch and it's a shame because they need that left-handed versatility, but he's not that guy. I, I he looks like someone who's on the downside to me and I don't think he's going to be back at all. I think now, he's going to be fired. Your favorite pitcher, Connor Brogdon. This is a tough one because he's so young still. I'll tell you one thing I don't like. I mentioned this to you guys all the time about Kyler Murray. Brogdon has terrible body language, like yes. terrible. Yeah, he's he's mopey out there. If things does things don't go well, you look like he looks like he's checked out, and I don't like that, man. You got to have amnesia as a reliever, and he doesn't have amnesia. Uh, that, I'm going to yeah. keep just like quarterbacks. Better. Yep, just yeah, like quarterbacks. Same, same exact thing. I'm going to keep him, Derek. However, okay. uh, he's on probation. All right, so <laughs> any any little slip up in the company, Ooh. and my man is is going to be ousted. All right, I'm going to sit up in my chair for this one because I want to hear the answer. David Robertson. Uh, <laughs> he was lights out when he first got here. He was 3-0. So I know. Um, and they need him so bad because they're really – he's the other guy with real closing experience. Like, I would put Alvarado in that role right now, but I understand Ooh. that Rob Thompson doesn't fully trust him maybe in that, in that situation. I worry about Robertson. He looks tired. He the the the, the velocity's down on the fastball. He walks the first guy every freaking time he goes into yep. the game, yep. which all you know always comes back to haunt you. Um, he looks just a little bit shot right now. I would uh, uh, I would keep him for the rest of the year, but he's gone after this year. Okay, and I don't uh, I don't fault them for for making the move. I thought it was a good move to get him, Sir Anthony Dominguez. I'm keeping him. I'm worried about him, but I'm keeping him. I, okay. I'm bringing him in into the office and I'm closing the door and I'm saying, Hey man, what's going on here? Because you're not living up to your potential. Are you not healthy? Is it something else? We need more out of you. You're better than this. There's a pep talk involved with this as the boss. I'm so, going to sit so, him down. Well, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what he is now. You know, is, I mean, is, is he, a, is he guys going to, you know, bridge innings or is he a legitimate closer, closer now? He's got He's closer clo stuff. Yeah, he's definitely a closer, Barrett. What he is also is he hasn't like, been used that way though. No, I know. I, I I think Thompson views it 
we talked to Tom McCarthy about this yesterday, and Tom was right on when he said this. I think he views it as the most high of leverage situations he's going to throw Sir Anthony. In other words, if in the eighth inning, if you have your three, four, five hitters, the heart of your order coming up, mm-hmm. he would he would pitch that inning. So he may not necessarily close if that's the situation, but that's a trust job that he has. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I think I, I will say this: I think if he's about one more bad outing or blown blown save away from Ooh. losing that gig to Alvarado. Now, of the seven pitchers I just mentioned to you, the majority of them you like to see disappear. Yes. So I ask you this question, my friend. Where's Mark Appel? Where, Mark Appel's hurt. Oh, yeah, he's he hurt. hurt. He, went back down. Yeah. he went to Lehigh. Yeah, and he got had some arm issues. Like, they had to shut him down. Ah, oh, man. Okay, I was going to say, why not add him to the roster? Yeah, because I when think, he was look, here, he gave him quality innings. He would have been an option because they, they're pulling guys off the street now at this point. Um, it, yeah, they're, this is what I worry about, guys. They, they Like, you get past – Wheeler pitched well, by the way. We haven't even pointed that out. That's a He's pitched, he pitched great. He went six innings, gave up one run, and he was very efficient. He probably could have gone another inning. Um, he's looked good. Nola has, is sort of disp- – I don't want to jinx him tonight, but he's dispelling the myth that he can't pitch in September. It, it, sir, I mean, Rangers been pretty good for the most part. It's the bullpen and the offense. And this is the things that have bitten them in the rear end the last few years, the offense and the, and the bullpen. And you're right back to the square one. They look to me like a really tired team. Yeah. They, that's just the way wow. they feel to me. Wow. Right. That, that, that's the best way. Cause there's no enthusiasm for the potential of being in the playoffs. There's yes. no sense of urgency in their game. Yeah. Not, like, not even, like the Mets and the Braves. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, even, even, our fearless leader right now is not giving us what we've seen him give us. Yeah. You know, anytime Harp isn't going out there and, and, and really giving you that that flair, it's it's to me it's it's just not an urgency in them going out and accomplishing what they need to accomplish. Yeah, and I will say with him, with Bryce specifically, he feels like he's just pressing. Like I think if you think about it from a with the the mental journey, the guy was playing again like at MVP level and he gets hurt and he's out two two uh two months. And they play pretty well and actually really make a playoff push. And he's watching this like, oh, it's kind of like a Carson Wentz. Like, damn, I want to be out there for this, you know? And, and then finally he gets back and he has that real good first game. And then and then I think it hit him like a like a ton of bricks. And I think he's he's really pressing. And I think it's in his head. Right. You know, right, and right. he had a, he had a couple decent at bats last night. And the one that he, he had the RBI. He looks like he's a little bit coming out of it, but there's too many others. Like Hoskins is hurting you right now. If you watch Segura, Segura's swinging out of his shoes every time. Like he's got to get a better approach. You know, some of the younger guys like um, Bohm and and Stott may be hitting that wall because they're younger cats. I don't know. I mean, it's it's just not a good combination. Right well, now. to me, it looks like Segura swinging for the fence every time he goes up there. He now. is. He's over swinging right. in a lot of ways instead of being a contact hitter. That, you, that he was in June and July, mm-hmm. and it's affecting his productivity. But the bigger concern for me is the top of that order. I mean, Schwarber is not the hitter he was in June, July, and early August. You know, and Hoskins, you don't know what you're going to get from him. One night he goes four for five in a home run. Next night he's nowhere to be found. Or the next yeah. two nights he's nowhere to be found. Yeah, This is a be- this is bad mojo for a team that's trying to defend off Milwaukee, trying to catch San Diego and trying to get mentally and physically ready for a playoff because I don't care if it's St. Louis, Atlanta, or the Mets. We don't know who's going to win it in L East now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like them matched up against any one of those three. 
Yeah, I don't either. Um, I don't. I, I think those. I think all three of those teams are playing far superior baseball to the Phillies right now. Absolutely. Mm. I, I the the I I just want to swing back to the thing I said earlier. I I don't unless there's real guys are really hurt. Like I don't understand this. You 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 may not get in. I know it's very likely they do because Milwaukee. Yeah. They, they also have the tiebreaker against them and all that. But yep yep. You had off Monday. How is Dominguez, Eflin, and and Bilotti, How are those three not available? I don't understand it. And I, and I still I, don't get that. You know, I, I put it on. Look, if a player tells you I can't go, then that's it. That's the end of it. But if there's any question there, and the organization is the one erring on the side of caution, what are you being cautious about? I mean, you it's may not. Get not. In. They, they, they'll have a whole off season to be cautious to get healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It doesn't make I, sense to me. It just bothers me, man. And I'm not, I know it's going to be like, here we go, old man, you know, whatever, back in my day. <laughs> but I don't care. I'm sorry, man. You got to go. Now is go time. Whether your well, arm's hanging off or not, now is go time. You had so Monday I, I off. I don't like it. You had Monday off. Your team would now put in an extra batting session on Tuesday, and you came up way short in a crucial, pivotal game for you, jockeying for a position in the wildcard standings. That's a red flag. That game, I think that game last night, uh, outside of Wheeler, because I thought Wheeler was outstanding. Matter of fact, the Cubs helped Wheeler out a lot because they were going up there swinging first pitch. He pitched six innings, only threw 62 pitches in six innings. Super you efficient. Know. Yeah, he super, super efficient, efficient, did what he had to do. But the rest of your team went out there and played like it was a June game instead of a September meaningful game. And that's been the theme. That's been the theme for the last couple of weeks with this team now. Yeah. And the last and, couple of years, Derek, they, yeah, they, they have yeah. been awful Septembers and, and you they're 10 and 12 right now, you know, and it's not the, the, the stakes are high. You, that's you, the most damning thing right there that the urgency, the urgency to go out there and play the best ball you can, you can play. Um, I, I, I know that it's not an effort thing, but I see it's more so a focus thing. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, Turn around and you got to regroup, man. I don't see him regrouping right now. Yeah, I, 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 um, you really need the heavy hitters to step up. You really need Harper. You really yeah. need Hoskins, yeah. uh, Segura. Those guys, the vets have to pull their weight. Real Muto's done it, but those guys have to do it. You can't count on the young kids. They, they need to do it. They need Nola to go out there and deal today. Yeah, plain and oh, simple. Plain, he, simple. He, plain and simple. Yeah, he, um, he needs to be excellent. And you need to put – I don't care. Look, I know the Cubs have played better lately, but they're done. You know, and you need to, to – if you want to show that you're you're a real team, you got to win these kind of games. So, big well, game I like, I like what the pitcher Stroman said after the game last night. If we can go out and be spoilers, great, that's great for us. But if the Phillies get to the playoffs, you know what? Props to them for doing it. But the Cubs' mindset is – we know our season is over, but we're also playing for our futures. We can go out here and play ball. And they're playing like they're, they're a playoff contender right now. I, now know. I know that next series against Washington, they've owned Washington this year. The way this team's going, I'm not taking anything for granted because Washington is in a worse situation than the Cubs. Yeah, you got a bunch of guys that have to prove that they're major leaguers. Yeah, So they know this is their stretch run. I don't trust anything with this team right now. Yeah, yeah, well said. Well said. All right, uh, let's get to the buy and sell. I like this concept uh, that you came up with, Derek, a little bit earlier. You like it? This is, I do like it. And this is in regards to the NFL and its teams that we're buying and teams that we're selling. You want to start? Let Let's start. You want to start sell, and then we'll go positive out of that. We'll spin out of yeah, that. Yeah, let's go sell. Let's go sell. Sell. Yes. What is going on, with my daggone Raiders? All right, Barry, there you, you go. got the, the floor is yours, man. The floor Come is on, yours, man. Mr. Brooks. Who are you Come selling? On, man. 
I mean, I'm 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 selling them because how do you have you go out and you give the highest paid receiver all this money? It's his college, you know, the quarterback's college roommate, and Adams gets 17 receptions. I think it's like 17 receptions. No, he had 10. He had he had 10 catches the first game. Oh, yeah. All right. So he has 17 targets, 10, um, 10 catches. Yep. Goes into the next two games and has less than 16 targets. Less yep. than 16 targets? Are you coaching. kidding me? It's terrible coaching. Are you kidding? Not just terrible coaching, but lack of awareness by Carr. Yes. Carr is throwing it to guys he shouldn't be throwing it to. Yep. Even when Adams is, 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 is kind of open, he's open. When he's not, when he's covered, he's still open. He's that type of mentality type of player. Get the ball to him. They can't run the ball. The offensive line sucks. And the biggest thing that drives me, it, it, it's, it's driving me to drink, man, is the mere <laughs> fact that, that Chandler and, 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 and the other uh, guy on the other side are not rushing the passer. Mm. What the heck is going on? I mean, you're getting nothing from your edge rushers. These are great edge rushers, too. You got Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Neither one of them are, 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 are doing anything. They no. are not rushing the – they are not getting generating any pressure on the quarterbacks. That's why they're losing. The strengths that I thought were strengths going in have been null and void on the defensive side of the ball. The guys I thought were consistent, like Adams – and 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 you know Renfro have been null and void, but when you look at you know you look at a guy like Backpack Boy Mac Mac uh, Mac Hollins Backpack Boy, he's making it happen. He's the he leading so, receiver. Yeah, he is so mixed Rob, up. Rob, bro. what the heck are you doing? What are you doing over there? I, I guys, I've done everything. I I have. I'm running. I, I had this thing backed up on my phone. I think the, the water company is literally like tearing up the sidewalk in front of my house. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I don't know what's going on. I've never had an issue internet wise. I apologize. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I apologize. But but Barry, Barry, you were in the middle if, of a great Raider yeah. rant too. Well, I, I had, I'm, I'm done with it now because I'm. It was done awesome. With but Barry, how do you have one of the best what? best tight ends in the league? And yeah. Waller, and you're not using. Yeah. Oh, I I know. Like he's doing nothing. Waller. Nothing. And you just paid him. Ben, I, I what have know. I what have I always told you about Derek Carr? What have I told you my assessment of Derek Carr has always been? He's the middle of a road quarterback. There you go. I'm I not a big I'm not a big Derek Carr I fan. Never have been. He'll put up great numbers one game, and it's like, what are you doing? You look at some of the throws he'll make the next game. Like, did you practice this week? But here's something to keep an eye on. Their head coach, Josh McDaniels, has always been considered this great offensive mind, this innovative offensive mind. I go back to his first ever head coaching stint with Denver back in 09 and 010. He, he didn't even make it through the second season. He was fired well, so after 12 games. That, yeah, he, he got you, you fired 12 games into the second season. Okay. Yeah, you think now what back, is he went to his comfort zone. He learned from that yes. experience and all that. Yes. But I don't know. He so drafted far, so that, that, That's what I faulted him when he drafted Tebow in the first round. That's <laughs> that's, that's that's why I, I faulted him. But now he's he's got a quarterback. He's got some big time receivers. He's got a big time tight end. Come on, man, give me something. All right. With all that fire, did you give anybody else besides the Raiders? Or are they are you? They're the oh, you got two more selling. teams. Denver. Who else are you selling? Oh, Denver. 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 Okay. Okay. Are you kidding me? What is going on in Denver? There you go. Is this, I mean, I, 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 guys, please let me know. I mean, it, it, did did um did the Broncos miss out? I mean, 
Where is I'm looking for him. Where is Russell Westbrook? I mean, that uh, yeah, was Russell, he, Russell, Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Barrett, is Where he, is Russell is, Wilson at? Is he on the downside or is this just coaching? Like Hackett, Hackett's already hired a consultant for the booth to help him with tough decisions. There's a lot going on there, man. Bro, I'm looking Dude, at Russell. sailing passes. Yeah, I'm looking at Russell Wilson. And I understand. I understand how he plays, man. I understand it, you know. He's one of those guys that he was best when the pressure was on him. He was running around there, but he had two great receivers he could throw to. Well, he has three really, really, really good receivers he can throw to, and he's not taking advantage of them. You know what I'm saying? He's not running around frenetically, so now he can't play. He can't run offense. He can't sit back in the in the in the in the pocket and push the ball down the field. Does he have to be running around and whatnot for him to make plays? I mean, I'm I'm I'm. I'm not seeing it. I'm so glad we didn't mortgage the farm to get Russell Wilson now. Yeah. Well, he'd be destroyed here in Philadelphia. Watson or Wilson. I mean, the best, sometimes the best moves you make are the ones that you don't make. Exactly. Exactly. And then, and look at what's going on now with, uh, with the way, you know, Hertz is playing. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, uh, my last one, uh, the Titans. Hmm. Ooh. Where are the Titans? Mm-hmm. They just had nope. a big win, though. Nobody's remembering them, Barrett. Nobody remembers. Nobody remembers that, that they have the number one back in joke. the league, Derrick Henry. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, they had a big win, but what about the past two wins they had? I mean, the yeah. losses they had. You know, so I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying into them, bro. Okay. I, I don't see anything. Right. I don't see. I don't see them out going as a team that's going to be in the playoffs this year. Uh, okay. You know, the, this is this is this is not a good this is not a good division leading team anymore. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This this might okay. be Jacksonville. This okay. might be Jacksonville's team. Interesting. Mm. All right, I'll, I'll sell. I'll 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 be next if you want to sell. Um, right. I'm selling the Patriots. I I don't want any Whoa. parts of this. Uh, I didn't like them before the season. I don't like them now. Uh, Mac Jones out several weeks. It's Brian Hoyer's team now. There's no weapons. Nothing changes for for Hoyer that that was already there for Mac Jones. Uh, I don't like the setup with the offensive coordinator. Whatever this thing, this conglomerate is of Matt Patricia and Joe Judge and Belichick sort of calling plays or whatever, uh, I don't think it's very good. I think he relied a lot on Tom Brady carrying him no matter who he threw out there, and he ain't got Tom Brady anymore. So it is a wake-up call for the hoodie. Uh, And I I I didn't like the Patriots before. I certainly don't like them now without Matt Jones. So I'm selling New England. Uh, I'm going to sell the Cardinals. I, I don't believe in them. I don't believe in Cliff Kingsbury. I don't believe in their defense. I don't believe in Kyler Murray on a consistent basis, minus spectacular plays here and there. Uh, I don't like two more weeks or whatever they've got, three more weeks without DeAndre Hopkins on top of it. Um, I think they're in big, big trouble. And I didn't, again, this is another team I had a really bad vibe going into the season for. And I, I'm looking now as we do this at what they have coming up schedule wise and I'm just seeing at this point at one and two if they're going to be buried now they they at Carolina yeah kind of a toss-up the Eagles game is going to be really tough they have the week after that they have New Orleans two weeks after that they're at Minnesota the week after that they're in LA a couple weeks after that then they get San Francisco and and the and the Chargers they could be done by week 13 so (laughs) I'm not buying them I'm buying I'm selling man selling off Arizona All all right I, I don't believe in the Giants. I think that Dable's got them on the right path. I do. And I yeah, think that yeah. Saquon being back is enormous. And I, there's things to be excited about if you're a Giants fan, for sure. But not yet. 
Daniel Jones is has is I will actually say he did okay Monday night. He did everything he could, but the offensive line is probably the worst one in the NFL. There are a bunch of turnstiles. Oh, it's not worse gonna, than Washington. There's no way. It's close. It's close, Derek. It is not far off. Uh, that dude is going to be in the hospital soon. Unfortunately, he, he is. He's going to be on the uh, uh, you know on the medical list soon. I just don't think so. Uh, with them, they have issues at receiver too. Galladay's a mess. That whole thing is not good. Uh, I don't like their tight ends. I, I think they're going to fall off in a big way. I think they're going to end up being like a six or seven win team after a really mm. hot start. Okay. So that they would be my three right. teams I'm selling. All right. My three teams I'm selling, uh, start with the Raiders for everything that we talked about. I don't need to go into detail. Uh, my <laughs> next team I'm selling is the Saints. I thought the Saints would be much better than they were. Now, I don't know how much the multiple back fractures is affecting Jameis Winston, but the fact that he has four touchdown passes and five interceptions already through three games tells me he's on course to join that 30-30 club that he was an exclusive member of a few years ago. the only guy in the club. Yeah, The only guy in the club. There's too many weapons on both sides of the football for New Orleans to be standing here one and two. Yep. Okay. He's resting today, but he says he's going to try. He's got six fractures in his back. Like that. How is that going to work? Right, right. How do you do that? Yeah. I mean, no. and now the wide receiving course taking a hit. Jarvis Landry has an ankle issue. Michael Thomas has a foot issue. They didn't practice today. We don't even know if they're going to play this week. The the, the Saints are on, on a course of, of destruction right now. Alvin Kamara, he can't even get him the ball. I, I don't understand that. He's your premier weapon on offense. You can't even get him the ball. You know, main and simple. And my last team, I want to sell Washington for a cheap suit. I would sell them for a bag of White Castle burgers. I'm telling you, Washington. I would for a box of Barry Brooks White Castle burgers. I sell Washington for. That team is a mess. If I was the defensive players on that team, I would take the entire offense out behind the woodshed and beat them like a rug, all of them. And I start with Carson Wentz. I would run Carson Wentz out of town on the next train. To be honest with you, because he's self-destruct. He holds the ball too long. He doesn't trust what he's saying. Um, in the offensive line, you talk about Washington, uh, uh, the Giants' offensive line. That Washington offensive line, half those guys shouldn't even be in the NFL. To be honest with you, yep, that's how bad they are. Yeah. So those are my three teams I'm selling. You know, and 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 it's going to cost Ron Rivera his job, but they, yeah, it is. You know, yep, yep, they're 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 in big trouble. I agree. Like the, that's a bad, a terrible combination is a bad line in Carson Wentz. The way he goes about his business. Like, oh, that's the, that's the worst. That's the worst mixture of anything, man. You, and that, I mean, that's just a yeah. recipe for total disaster. Yeah. You can't I, do anything. Yeah. That means he's holding the ball in the offensive line that can't block in the first place. Exactly. And then he gets, then he, he has a, he has a face that's worse than the Eli face. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yes, he does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he looks, he looks like, like it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. They yeah. held it for 15 seconds. Yep. I would yep. dink and dunk with that line. I would I would be throwing five yard passes every time I snapped the ball, swinging it to a bag, dumping over the middle. I'd be getting rid of the ball so quick. I would set a new record for releases for pass release by a quarterback. <laughs> That's how quick I'd be getting rid of the football if I was Carson Wentz. Yeah, I, and I would be pounding the run game just to keep it out of his hands, even though you have good weapons on the outside. Yeah. He, yep. he, that's a one and done. He's going to be on his second one and done team and his fourth team in three years after this He'll year. be like Chase Daniels and Tyrod Taylor. He'll be from team to team for the yeah. next eight years. <laughs> they will. I, but I don't even know. I, you know what? I really don't think he wants to be a backup. I think he's, he'll just go live his life. I, I really don't think it's going to be real long. But 
you know, we'll see how it shakes out. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll continue digging into the NFL stuff. We're going to do our NFC power rankings and update you on a couple other odds and ends. Around we still have to do buy. We haven't talked about the things we buy. Oh, and we're going to buy. And we're going to yeah, buy. Yeah, we got to buy. Yeah. Yep. Let's buy when we get back, and then let's power rank. We're going to buy and power rank. Sound like a plan. Back. Sound like a plan. All right, we'll do that. Derek, Barrett, Rob, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years. And the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Jacob Sports YouTube Network, D Gun. Two, two of us come. Two of us come back on camera eating. The third one is not even in his chair. <laughs> what is happening? Two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three ain't bad. What is oh happening? Almost choked. I'm eating these. I'm eating these pecan turtles. Russell Stover pecan turtles. Yeah, you almost chew them. Chew them good, man. Nut. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Almost choked for a second. Look, oh, hey, God. that's a five dollar fine for being late. That's right. That's right. That, that we'll put that to the fund. Okay. We'll all right. Put that to the fund. Um, all right. Let's buy. Well, let, let, Barrett, we will let you kick it off because you did. You were the first uh, seller. So let's let you uh, begin with things <coughs> that you are buying into here as we continue with the buy or sell. Of course, I'm buying uh my birds. Of course, I'm buying them. Yep. But then I'm not even gonna put a. I'm not even gonna put them in though. Right. I'm buying the Ravens. Oh, you know I mean, oh, I'm buying the Ravens. Ah, yeah. You know what? All right. Good. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I, lo- I like the Ravens because you got a guy playing for a contract. Even though they lost to the Dolphins, I'm still buying with them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Lamar has a lot to prove. He's ready to play. Dobbins is starting to run the pill a little better now. I, I like them. So, next, I know y'all gonna hate me for this, but um, I'm buying Dallas with Cooper Rush. Yes, I think he's doing a phenomenal job running the offense. He's getting he dropped dimes to CD Lamb, mm-hmm. and yeah, CD dropped them. that defense is playing unruly. Parsons, uh, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, balling, balling, and oh, by the way. Your guy from um from Minnesota, that linebacker from Minnesota. Oh, uh, Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr yep. is balling. Yes, he is. So I'm I'm buying. I gotta buy Dallas. I know I hate it. I almost threw up in my mouth, but yeah, I go with Dallas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm going with Jacksonville. Yeah. Even though they're gonna beat this weekend, I think that they're fundamentally sound enough that they'll make it to the playoffs right now. And, and they're in a very favorable division, too. Yeah, very, very yeah. favorable. Yeah. Okay. Look, I'm I'm buying it. I'm buying what what I'm what Barrett is selling. Uh, you know, I I agree with him. I mean, I look at the South. Like, who scares you? The Colts, maybe. I think the Colts could maybe win that division, but uh, you know, if you maybe ask me, right, a big maybe though. Yeah, if you ask me right now, I think it's Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville comes out of there with like a nine and eight record. I think I think it's going to be kind of similar to what the Eagles did last year. They got in the playoffs with a nine and eight record. I think Jacksonville could do the same, and this could even win them the division, unlike what the Eagles did last year. Um, look, good choices. I had the Ravens too. I I really believe in the Ravens. I be, Lamar Jackson's playing. Not that he he there was ever any question about his effort, but he's even more motivated with the contract thing. Very much so. Playing his tail off. Um, They're getting healthy. They got running backs back, as you mentioned, Barrett. Last week, they get Marlon Humphrey back. Uh, They got another defensive back back last week. So they're getting healthy at the right time. They're well coached. Uh, They're not happy the way, yeah, they're not happy the way last year went. And, you know, the North is kind of weird. You know, th- this year it's Cincinnati's down a little bit to start. Cleveland is doing a nice job holding the fort until Watson gets back, but I don't know what Watson's going to look like when he comes back. And Pittsburgh, you know, just the quarterback thing is not great in Watts out. So I like Baltimore a lot. Um, so I'm buying Baltimore big time. I'm buying they, the Raiders. They, 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 um, wait, whoa, whoa. Did you say the Raiders? They're going to come back. You're buying the Raiders? Yes. Yes. I was about, to say, right, I was about to say they finally set Kyle Hamilton down and only playing him sp- sporadically, but I can't even say that. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to hear this, this yeah, Raiders. I want to know what you were drinking in the last commercial break. 
Right. If you're picking the Raiders, you, you had to be sipping something. Well, here's why. Some of it is by default. And what I mean by that is I think the Chargers are in trouble. I think the Chargers with some of their injuries, not to the point where I'm selling them off, but I think they're in some trouble with all the injuries and some of the other stuff that's happening right now. Herbert's not going to be right for a while. Uh, right. Bosa's banged up. They lost their left tackle. I think the Chargers, yeah. and I don't know about their coach. I think the Chargers are in a little bit of trouble. Um, I think Denver is not – I thought they would finish fourth in the division but be a really good team. I think they're really good defensively. I don't know that that guy can coach. And as Barrett was talking about a little bit earlier, I don't know about Russell Wilson right now. Right, right. I think that gives the Raiders a little crack. Like the door is is slightly ajar. It's not pushed open. It's not wide open. But I think the you could see the light coming through, and you're like, ah, maybe. I think they can kind of get the rack together. I think there's too much talent there ultimately for them to keep looking like this. And by the way, the three games that they've lost, they've lost by 13 points. Now, first off, you got to be better at finishing, but it's not like they're getting run out the out of the building by anything. Right, 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 right. So yeah, I, I, you know, other than Kansas City, who they have in two weeks, it's home against Denver, it's home against Houston, it's at New Orleans, it's Jacksonville, it's Indy, it's Denver. My point is you could start getting on a little bit of a run and get some confidence. So I know it seems strange. I know I'm a little crazy here, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Raiders. And lastly, I'm gonna go 49ers. I know they lost. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. I, I don't – I think that just Garoppolo getting a little bit more comfortable with that defense, got to get Debo going a little bit, Get Kittle just came back. I think San Fran will get their act together, and I think they're going to look a lot better than they have. And I think it's going to be a San Fran-LA race in that division. I don't think – I think Arizona mm-hmm. drops out, and I don't buy Seattle. So they're the teams I'm buying. I know everybody thinks I'm crazy. I hear you. Uh, but that's who um, I'm I wanted to put the 49ers on my list because I think – the 49ers are a team that may not out-finesse you, but they will physically beat you up. They'll wear you down in submission on both sides of the football. They like to play the power game on offense. They like to out-physical you on defense. But I couldn't put the 49ers on my list. They were my fourth team. I'm buying Jacksonville, as I said off the top of the show. I thought Doug Peterson was a year away from turning that t- thing around. And all of a sudden, they've come out of the gate the last two games against decent opponents, and they held both opponents to 10 points. It's a young team that's fearless. They're fast. The the acquisitions they made in the offseason in terms of free agency from Christian Kirk and so on and so forth has really panned out for them. Um, I mean, they've still got a long way, a good way to go, but you know, I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. I think right now as we look at that AFC South, they are the class of the AFC South right now. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that if they stay healthy and continue the way they're playing, they're going to win that division hands down, to be quite honest with you. That's the way I feel. My next team is Miami. I was a suspect of Miami. I knew Miami had a chance to be decent because they spent a lot of money this offseason. You guys know I'm still not a big fan of Tua, but after watching one of some, watching some of the throws he made in that comeback win against Baltimore and some of the throws he made against Buffalo the week after, I said, okay, I may, not yet, I may change my perspective on Tua. Not yet, I'm not there yet. Uh, but I like what they're doing. Mike McDaniels has his team playing. They play physical on both sides of the football. They have playmakers on both sides of the football. And that's one of the reasons, significant reasons, why they're the only undefeated team left over in the AFC. Mm-hmm. My third team, I'm like Mr. Brooks. I know people don't want to hear this in this area. I'm buying Dallas. Dallas's defense is playing lights out right now. I mean, they are fast, physical up front. They keep constant pressure on a quarterback, forcing teams 
to get rid of uh, quarterbacks to get rid of balls a lot sooner than they wanted to. They flushed Daniel Jones out of the pocket all night long, forced him to run a lot more than he wanted to, forced him to hurry throws. I'm only taking Dallas because Cooper Rush is quarterback in the team. Now, when Dak yes. comes back, especially when Dak comes back the first game after that hand injury. Now, through his career, Dak has been a very efficient quarterback. Yeah. He doesn't turn the ball over much. He can make a throws. Um, he's won them a lot of games. But for some reason, after watching Dak play that first game, he played like Russell Wilson. He was sailing passes left and right to receivers wide open in the middle, wide open down the seam. I'm like, what is going on with this team? And because of the emergence of this kid, Noah Brown, you guys heard me talking about this Noah Brown all summer long. And obviously because he played on second team with Cooper Rush, mm -hmm. um, all training camp OTAs, Noah Brown is his favorite target, and Noah Brown is starting to shine. And if Noah Brown keeps getting his chances, I'm not saying he's Amari Cooper, but Dallas fans are going to forget about Amari Cooper in a hurry. If this kid, this kid makes some acrobatic catches, he's not oh, he's afraid good. to go over the middle. Yeah, he's not a better CD Lamb. Huh? Yeah, he's just not his as, hands are, as yes. close of an athlete. Yeah, yeah, CD Lamb is kind it, it, like you can't take him off the field because he makes no. unbelievable plays, but he there's basic throws that he drops every game. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. We like were talking about that when we were watching the game. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's he, like uh, he hears footsteps. Takes his Noah Brown. You ride with Noah Brown. You know, he he loves him, man. He loves him. Yeah. And when he Michael Gallup him. comes back, Michael Gallup is is a, a game or two away from getting back. When you Depressed. put Gallup yeah. with you're that kid, you're officially depressing me. Yeah. What's that? I you know. Me too. I know. I know. But I'm glad Barrett went first because Barrett initially <laughs> depressed you. I'm just piling on. See, there's a difference. <laughs> Barrett initially shot you in the arm, and oh, I'm yeah. just jumping on the bandwagon. But, well, yes, I, I had to put I, Dallas on the list right no, now. No, it's real. It's real. Yeah. Well, Dallas Dallas and Miami were on the same line, and I, I, I chose Dallas over Miami for shock value. But That's true. You know, I, I, I just see – this team plays better with Cooper Rush than they do. Yes. They might be they might, you know, try to play a little above and beyond because they're they're out there fighting for a Cooper Rush as opposed to playing with Dak when they're like, all right, you know, Dak will they're save expecting the day. him to do things. Yeah. Right. Good point. Right. That's a right. really but, good you know how it is we, sometimes when backups come in, you, you tighten some stuff up sometimes. Nick Foles. Yeah. Yep. But with, yeah, yeah. But with, same but with thing. Jerry Jones, with Jerry Jones dare. He already said that, he would. Put that multi million dollar quarterback on the bench. For Cooper Rush, he oh. said he would already. No, he said he likes a quarterback controversy. He didn't say he would put Dak on. It. He said I like a quarterback controversy. Now I don't know if he was just saying that to generate, you know, yeah, conversation. Well, he likes attention too. Let's let's. He likes attention. But yeah, but if Cooper Rush is winning games, I don't think people would care if Dak Prescott is on the bench. To be Not honest, in Dallas. With you. Not in Dallas. Not in Dallas. No. Well, if the other thing you notice is, you know, miraculously. Dak's telling everybody on the on this Monday night broadcast, hey, I'm close. I'm close, man. Know. You don't think he I notices know. what Cooper Rush is doing? And here's so. a great storyline for Cooper Rush. No quarterback in the history of the Cowboys has ever started out 4-0. Now, he, right? won, he won a game last year against Minnesota, shocked the world and beat Minnesota, threw for almost 340 yards against Minnesota's defense. He's 2-0 this year. Yeah. Now, who are they playing this week? Dallas? Who's Dallas yeah, got this? Dallas week? is playing Washington. He's going to be 4 0. At home. They're playing he is Washington? Be he is, is that in Washington or Dallas? Dallas. Oh, pff, he'll be 4 0. Yeah. So he'll yeah. set a new franchise record for being the first quarterback ever to go 4 0 in the history of the Cowboys. Right. And they're going to be 3 1. 
Yep. Yeah, they're, they're going to be yeah, three one will. after this week. The Eagles better pay attention to what's going on here with, with the Jags because the, the Cowboys aren't aren't fading. It's, it's nope. going to be a, no. a two-horse no. race here in this division. No. It's, it 100% is. I'm telling you, Leighton Vander Esch down there is playing better than he did all of last year. Anthony Barr, as Barrett alluded to, was a great pickup for them. Yeah, Micah yeah. Parsons is that guy. He, there's mm-hmm. a reason why he was the defensive rookie of the year. Yep. You know, and the, and the back end is not afraid to, to man up against receivers. Yep. You know, now the only the only weak link on Dallas's defense right now is they're giving up 136 yards a game rushing, and I believe that's because of the fierce pass rush. You know, but they're giving up 136 yards on the ground. So if you're going to have a success against Dallas, you got to ch- test that interior with your run game. Yeah, good point. Good point. Well, that's where they're weak at. They're weak in the interior. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yep. I don't, I don't see any. You know, the pass rush comes from the guys on the outside. Yes. And Parsons, wherever he is, that's where yeah. the pass rush comes. Yep. No but doubt. you know, other guys that they have, you know, I mean, I'm not losing sleep over uh, Quentin uh, Bohana. Was it Bohana? Yeah, I'm glad you said it, oh. not me. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad yeah, you said it. And the other guy, Osa, O-D-I-G-H-I-Z-U-W-A. I'm not yeah, even that, trying it. Yep. That guy right there, that guy. he hadn't shown me anything either. Hey, yep. what's the over-under how many sacks Michael Parsons gets against uh, Washington this week? I, I see he's Three and a half? Three and a half? I would go, f- yeah, three and a half. Four. I think he gets three. I think he very he well three. could get three. Yeah. He might have three in the first half. Yeah. He'll have he'll he'll go into he'll go into the next game with eight sacks. How many is that right here? He, had, he has he had four a, now. He has four. Yeah, yeah four. he'll have eight sacks. Yeah. He had none against the Giants. He has four sacks in the first two games. He might you're right. He might be up to eight sacks after four games. And yeah. he 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 missed probably three with Daniel Jones just doing a Houdini act. Like yep. it, it was like miraculous <laughs> that he even escaped a couple of those. Uh, hey, this is really cool. So the uh, one of the honorary captains on Sunday for the Eagles is going to be Chris Long. Nice. That's a good choice. Nice. Good choice. Great choice, yeah. I mean, fitting, right? You bring back one of Doug's guys. Yeah. Kind of, kind of yep. cool, right? Um, so I thought that was uh, – he, he announced that on his Greenlight podcast. Might be a guy we uh, we might want to tap to talk to about that. That might be kind of cool. That wouldn't mm. be bad. We did. Um, so, uh, yeah, so there's Chris Long. I thought that was cool. All right. He's, he's going to be there this game this Sunday? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, all right, let's do our NFC power rankings, guys. How many NFC, teams are we doing? We could do – I will tell you this. I'd be perfectly happy doing five because you okay. fall off a cliff after five. Yep, I'll do five. Okay. okay. Uh, just uh, just for kicks, I'll give you my, my bottom feeders. I went 10 Lions, 9 Saints, 8 Vikings, 7 Cardinals, 6 49ers. Oh, wow. But there's a fall off. I stopped there's, at five. <laughs> yeah, there's a significant fall off. Uh, all right, I'll do mine real quick. I, uh, Raiders at uh, excuse me, Rams at five. Yep. Rams at five. Bucks at four. Oh. The Pack at three. Okay. Cowboys. Uh, oh. Oh. At two. Oh. And the Eagles at number one. Eagles, Cowboys, Packers, wow. Bucks, Rams is my top five. Wow. Yes. I hate jinxing the Eagles like that. I hate putting the Cowboys at number two, but I got to keep it real. That's where I'm at through three. Ooh, interesting. Yes. So five right. Rams, four Bucks, three Packers, two Cowboys, one Philadelphia Eagles. I went, how, how about you, Gunner? I went Dallas five. Okay. Tampa Bay four. Rams three. Packers two. Eagles one. Wow. Yep. 
Wow. This, okay. this Packers, this Packers defense is, is keeping this team in games. They're on a they're, they're they're attacking quarterbacks like I haven't seen this defense attack in years. They've had two first round picks this year. They use them for two Georgia players. They're both getting quality time. Um, Rashawn Gary is playing at another level, coming off the edge. Yes. Um, their linebacking core has been great for them. They got some hogs in the middle. They picked up Jaron Reed on a one year contract um, to go along with that defensive line, and their secondary. They got three first round picks. Although, although uh, Zaire Alexander now ha- is out with a groin injury again, but they have three first. Uh, Adrian Amos, the kid they picked up from Chicago a few years ago, has been rock solid as safety for them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we, we, we over uh, Rasul Douglas has found new life in Green Bay. You know, he, I, I, yeah, he found that life. That's incredible, last year. Yeah. right? I'm Isn't it shocked. unbelievable? He goes from being a cast off of the Eagles to being on a Cardinals practice squad. They pick him off the practice squad. He had five interceptions in like five games last year, and he's balling yep. now. Incredible. You know, so the, their depth and their versatility on defense is the reason why they're two and one. You know, um, and, and, you know, like I said, once those young receivers get on the same page with Rodgers, watch out. You're watch right, out. man. And, and mean, you can see it, right? It's a slow developing yes. thing, but you can see it. They're starting to. He's starting to, to trust them a little bit more. They're making some plays. They, yes. They're not thinking as much out there. They're reacting. No. Yeah. Well, the kid Dobbs finally got a touchdown on a yep. quick slant route. He lay, he was a leading pass catcher. He had like seven catches, 80-something yards for him. Once he learns a complete route tree with his speed, and then uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lazard is the big target now. Uh, if they can keep those guys healthy, old man Cobb is still a safety valve for him. Uh, his walker, his, his tight end is back, Robert Toyin, is back from an ACL tear. Watkins is hurt again, though. Watkins is hurt again. Yeah. Um, but – you know what? Once he gets it down to a science, because you know Rogers not afraid to call people out. You know, a lot of quarterbacks. You know, we just have to do this better as a team. Rogers basically said, "If you ain't catching the ball, you ain't playing. Yeah. Plain and simple. <laughs> <laughs> he call it like it is." Mm-hmm. You know, that's well, good. Good. Um, good five. Good five. Yeah. All right. I, I, mine's almost. In fact, it is exactly the same as yours. Um, I went Dallas number five. Okay. Yep. Um, Bucks. Number four. Okay. Um, I you know, I I just think that an old man's gonna figure out a way to, yeah. to 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 get that offense going and that defense going. I put the Rams at number three because mm. they're it's like they're re, they're they're relearning how to win again. And they got, you know, they got Aaron Donald all pissed off, so he jumped into being the best defensive player in, in the world again. Then the Packers, like you said, the Packers are not gonna stay down. They they they're they're in a position now where the young guys are starting to play. The uh, wide is starting to play a little better. Yeah. Uh, Quay Walker is balling. Yes. You know, yes. from sideline to sideline. And then, um, you know, I, I, Romeo Dobbs is stepping up, you know, and Christian Watson scared to death to drop another pass. Yeah, you ain't lying. He may, you know, he may never drop another yeah. pass as long as he's in Green Bay. You ain't never lie. You ain't never lie. <laughs> and then, I, you know, then, then, then I go with the Eagles. You know, they're fun. I mean, the teams that are fundamentally sound will make the most hay, you know, during this season. If you're fundamentally sound, it doesn't matter what adversity or what play, what happens on a field or, or what. If you're fundamentally sound, you'll be a better team. You may necessarily not have all the best talent in the world, but fundamentally sound teams are where are the teams that are winning right now. Yeah. Not the teams with the best athletes, not the teams with the best players. But the teams that do things fundamentally sound, man, because right. there's so many times where you find teams 
um, that are talented, they get out of, you know, get out of source. They get out of place. They, they play at another level. And that's when you get beat. That's exactly when you, you look at, you look at the Rams, the Rams play so undisciplined yeah. at times that that's why they, their defense is, is, is giving up all the plays they're giving up. They're not playing fundamentally sound. They'll win because they're, they're talented as far as who they have there. But once they settle down, and I, I think they are going to settle down because, you know, they have, you know, they have the experience there also. I don't know why they haven't jumped up, but the experience is starting to take over now. Wags, you know, Bobby Wagner, he's starting to step it up now. And then um, uh, Donald's going to start stepping it up. That'll get that defense, you know, rally back on, on track to where they're supposed to be. But once they start playing discipline football, them sitting at number three, they'll eventually move up. Yeah. But I just think the Eagles, the Eagles right now are just playing fundamentally sound. They're doing things yeah. the right way. They're 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 crossing their T's or dotting their I's. Just like I said, after that that first game against Detroit and how they play in Detroit, I told everybody, look, it doesn't matter who they play. They're gonna beat up whoever this who, who's ever in front of them. If they'd have played, if they'd have played, you know, Buffalo that second game, they'd have beat Buffalo too. Cause they knew what they had to do. They played so well at crossing the T's and dotting their eyes and, and 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 doing the little things to become better. Their tackling got better. Um, running the ball got better. Offensive line got better. Defensive line started, you know, rushing the passer. Cornerbacks played discipline and tackled. Safety started showing up. Those are things in which you're taking care of yourself, and that's why they got better. They took care of themselves. It wasn't necessarily what they game plan for Minnesota or what they game plan for Washington. Is what they're doing internally to get better, getting better at the little things, tackling, blocking. So I know right now that offensive line coach is pissed, and he has those guys in there doing extra. Watch what I tell you. This will be a totally different offensive line than you saw last week because hmm. I'm telling you, the guys up front got beat. The interior three got beat up against that, and 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 that's exactly what um what uh, Jacksonville is looking at. They're like, oh man, we can run games, we can beat them because they're not playing, they're not playing together. They'll have their stuff straight because that's all Jacksonville does. That's run line stunts. End nose around or or tackle, end around ETs, NTs, all that. That's what they're gonna they're gonna run stunts to try to get those guys on different levels because they're in playing, um, they're not playing together as an offensive line. Mm-hmm. Stoutland will have them playing together the offensive line. They're going to do a lot more. They're going to run the ball against this team just because they they, mm-hmm. they, they can't. They're going to run the ball against. I, I you know I think it's interesting listening to the, both of you guys and, and all of us doing our list of the of the five. You know whether it's the Cowboys, the Packers, the Bucks, Rams, and, and whoever else we we mixed in there, but it's kind of like that grouping. Um, you know I find less flaws with the Eagles. I'm, I'm and I'm not trying to yes. come off like a homer here, right, but I see. Right. On both sides of the ball, I see a more complete team right now yep. with less question marks. And, you know, that that really bodes well. And I also just – there's a diversity of the way they can hurt you offensively, defensively. If there's any kind of carryover with all those sacks, now the defensive line's kind of figured things out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Philadelphia looks more complete to me than than Dallas or yep. Green Bay or, or the Packers. But I know, granted, there's X-Factors. There's Brady with the Bucks. Uh, the Rams did win it last year. I get that, but the, and it, it's still somewhat unknown what Hurts is exactly. But I don't. Do you guys? Let's just talk about Hurts for a minute. Do you see him like? I know not every not every game is going to be great. You're going to have 
bumps in the roads and even the best ones have bad games. But I don't see him all of a sudden just falling off. Oh, no, no, no. I think we're past that. We're way past that. No, I think I think if what we've seen of Hurts the first three games is the consistency we're going to see from him the entire season. Now, it won't look as good all the time as it has. No no player is like that every game. You do have a, a bad game, a dog or bite. You know, you have one of those dog day afternoons. But, you know, when and where it's going to happen here, we don't know. But we know he has the mental makeup to bounce back from that in a hurry. If anything, if he has an off game, he's going to come back stronger the next game because of his mindset. Right. Plain and simple. Well, the, one of the things Sirianni talked about, I think it was, was – it, no, maybe it's Steichen. When uh, – it was either Sirianni or Steichen, Steichen today, sorry. But one of them was talking about how – I was like Thursday of last week, practice was over. He was doing some stuff in his office. He goes walking through – you know, the facility and he hears somebody in the weight room, you know, like late in the afternoon or whatever. And he looks in there and it's hurts and there's nobody else in there. Like he's, this dude is just, he's on a mission and it's, it it carries over. You hear the veterans quoting his, his, his cliches. It's, it's just, he's a different guy, man. You want that type of leadership, man. First one in last one out doing the little things. He's, he's almost to a point now where he's, He's, you know, just his work ethic alone is, is is pushing him to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league. He's doing everything possible to to to, to count all his naysayers wrong, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything and possible. He's Absolutely. got a nice combination of chip on his shoulder, yes. work ethic, mm-hmm. uh, ability. <laughs> yes, yep. that, 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 don't get that twisted. Yeah, arm strength. Yep. Oh, he can just he Jalen Hurst could never be a passing quarterback. He can't even throw down the field. His 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 deep balls are atrocious. Mm-hmm. He has no fundamentals. He can't do. I'm like, dude, can he learn? Oh, you you can't learn to read defenses that fast. I'm like, what? Yeah, come mm. on, yeah. come on. He can't yeah. get better. Oh, you know, he, he'll never be a guy that can throw a, a, a 20 yard pass. Yeah, I yeah. The, the putting like the never tag on a guy right. who, who played. Two years, or like, come on, man, who's twenty three years old, who works his tail off? Now he may ultimately prove that you know he may he in the end he may not have. I don't think so, but he may not have enough talent. But I think he does. And but to say never on him last going into this year was just way premature. Mm-hmm. It, it was yeah. it was kind of a hater thing. Um, all right, so we will uh, we'll take a quick timeout. We will come back. We'll do a little birthdays, <laughs> some movies, a bunch of other odds and ends. Uh oh, did we lose Rob again? All right. Well, as Rob was saying, um, when we come back, uh, we've got birthdays, we've got some movies, and we'll put a nice bow on this edition of Sports Take with Rob Ellis, my man Barrett Brooks, and I'm Derek Gunn. Don't go anywhere. Coming right back. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. 
It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. affectionately like to refer to it as hump day he's Barrett Brooks. i'm Derek gunn somehow some way rob ellis has uh, mysteriously disappeared there he is ah, rob i got one soon. question for you i got one question yes can you just stay with us for the last segment i mean i know you don't like being with us but i mean we only have like 22 minutes no 21 minutes left in the show can you hang you know with what us? i'm gonna do I, what i should have done i should have just gotten back on with my either uh, my phone or my laptop, and I could have walked outside and shown you what's going on. I got to imagine it has something to do with it. My whole street <laughs> and sidewalk is torn up, man, torn up. So I, you know, I, you know what you need to do? Yeah. See, back in the day when I was in college at the University of Wisconsin Whitewater, um, you know, we it was in an area way out in the middle of nowhere, so we all had TVs, you know, but you couldn't get much of a dang signal. So we used to take like a piece of copper. And you take it. You think I'm kidding? You tie, you put it with the antenna, and you 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 run it along the metal stripping of the wall uh, of the window, and you find your hot spot, and you tape it right there. You may have to do that with your laptop. I your might computer. do that. That's <laughs> this is becoming monotonous, Rob. That's old see. school. I like that. So let's see. What's today? Wednesday. So Monday, I dropped out for like 45 minutes. Yes. Yesterday, Rob left me bare for like three times in the show. Somebody's out to get us, man. <laughs> and, and he and then he's disappeared. How many times a day? Twice. We're, we're, we're putting pressure on everybody, dog. We're putting yeah. pressure. We are. Yeah. Everybody's afraid. Yeah, Rough pressure. Jacob Media is is is, is jumping. We're, we're in a lot of heads pressure. right now. 
Man, you know, so I, right, I just I, hope you hang for at least what is it, two thirty-eight? So we have. I what? got you. I got you. Nineteen yeah. minutes to go, Rob. That's all, all right. we need is nineteen let, consistent minutes. Let me hit you with this weird story. So, Marlins pitcher Richard Blyer. Okay, mm. not Rock. Not to be confused with Rocky, Rocky. Blyer, the former Stealer. No, yeah. not Running Rocky. Back, no. Richard. Okay. He balked last night three straight times to one batter. So there was a runner on first base. First balk, he advanced the second. Second mm-hmm. balk, he advanced the third. Third balk, he scored. He lost his mind after it. So did Don Mattingly. Both guys get tossed. So this is the first time that that's happened since 1900 in what? Major League Baseball. Yeah, It's the first time it's ever happened to this guy in his career he's ever been called for a balk. He said he did nothing different than he's done in his entire career. Okay. He said it's you know 300 something innings in his career. He's done the same exact thing, but he was, isn't that crazy? Wow. There's only six other pitchers in major league history to a balk three times in the same inning, you know, ever, but like he's one of them now. Jeez. So very weird stuff. Uh, who knows? And, but he, neither, both he and Mattingly, Mattingly's leaving after this season anyway. So he's like, screw it. He's like, oh, hey, hey, nice knowing you. you know? Yeah. So they both just blasted the umpire after the game. So interesting. <laughs> you, uh, know, you notice, uh, you know, this is how closely people watch our show. You know, um, Chris D is filling people in who are just joining. You see what she says? Uh, uh, they broke down the top five in the NFC. Now it's just the last segment, wrap up, birthdays, et cetera, et cetera. But, but Rob's Wi Fi keeps dropping him out. <laughs> 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 she's not wrong she's uh, doing a play-by-play on the show I, I know chris is great yeah i love i, oh, I love out of chris. it i love he's awesome. it she's i we need her to train us we she could be our show trainer we we need all the help we can get no my body my body can't take kind of abuse anymore <laughs> man because i'm telling you i'd be i'd be wrapped up in a bengay mummy <laughs> mummy cloth after that session I although know. i probably it. yeah exactly yeah. Um, Rob, i'm watching i'm watching it he is going nuts yeah he loses oh his yeah mind. Yeah, he is going nuts. Uh-huh. He's scoring, and he, the, yeah, there's Don is going nuts also. It's they, entertaining. They, yeah, it's entertaining. Wow. I, I watch it a couple times myself. That's um, must see. That's must see TV. Everybody, it is. So Lonzo Ball is is now having another knee procedure. It's the second one on the on the same knee since January, and the third one on that knee since he he uh, made it to the NBA. He said he can't do anything without pain. Not a good sign for a dude as young as he is. He's, that's too young for him to be having it. Something else has got to be going on in there, man. I he mean, said he can't even get up. He yeah, can't he can't do up. anything. Jeez. Yeah, that's bad. If, you know, that's and, real bad. He tried to rehab it. Thank you, Chris. Love Thank you, you Chris. Uh, he tried to rehab it all summer, basically. He was rehabbing in L.A. all summer. And he'd have a day where he was okay. And then it got to the point where, like Barrett said, he couldn't do anything, and they had to shut him down. He, they're not putting a timetable on it, but I would expect him back anytime soon. Right. He's he's in Chicago now. Who's he? Who's he with now? Bulls. Chicago with the Bulls. With the Bulls. Okay, yeah. I think his brother just signed another um, non-guaranteed contract. Middle one Char- did. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. young ones in Charlotte with him. Yeah, Charlotte. He, he he signed with Charlotte with with the young one. Yeah. These are uh, you know all the brothers. Lonzo and Lamelo. Yeah. Yeah, they're supposed to be, they were all supposed to be can't miss ballers, and I think uh, the one in Chicago is the only one that's really excelled, isn't it? No, the rook, the, no, the, the young, young one in Charlotte, oh, the young is a monster. Yeah. Oh, okay, the young, the young one. ones. Yeah, he's the, the best one. Baller. Yeah. Okay. He, he's better than Lonzo. Yeah. Um. So yeah. All right. Now, I know you guys know, but I play pickleball. 
Okay. <laughs> I am a pickleball enthusiast. Okay. It's a combination of tennis, uh, like ping pong. You use this hard plastic ball with these kind of weird rackets, but it's fun. Okay? And it's loud too. It's talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's all you hear when you play. So, and I play like two, three times a week. Um, what? Yes. Early mornings. Wow. Yes. I play on Saturday morning a lot of times before I have to go into work or I'll try and sneak in a game like after we're off the air and I don't have 17 other things to do in the afternoon. So uh, it's fun. But LeBron James, LeBron James is a believer in the pickleball. Really? He is investing in a professional pickleball league. Oh, you got to get in that league, Rob. I know. Do they have, they, do they have a senior citizen league? <laughs> if they if, well, pretty much all it is. But, listen to this. So it's Lamar, Maverick Carter, they're, they're LRMR Ventures, headlining a new ownership group for Major League Pickleball, uh, NBA champions Draymond Green and, and Kevin Love as well are involved in this thing. It's the first of its kind. 12 to 16 teams uh, will be playing in the league. And according to uh, one of these guys who's involved, and this is where you guys need to listen up, pickleball is the fastest growing sport in the country. Thank you. I heard about it, bro. Yes. I heard. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. What was the game that uh, – what was the sport that uh, ESPN was televising a couple of years ago and our and our friend Marshall Harris spike was ball. doing some of the – spike ball with that mini yeah. trampoline thing? Yes. And that became – but that kind of died out. I mean, it was it's a phenomenon a for one game. year. Like, a lot of people will yeah. play on the beach and have a few – having a few pops it's a big uh, beach kind of game so. i watched one or two and i'm like okay interesting but eh, i'm not watching again i mean it's not, I'm, go, I'm going to i will you to i'll send you guys some links to pickleball you guys are going to get into it man i'm telling you you'll love it <laughs> trust me mark my word okay it's fun all, all right. right okay all right let's do some birthdays let's do some birthdays uh we'll start hillary duff is 35 years old the that's singer dis that's disrespectful yep. rob that is what? so disrespectful. Like giving her age What's up? That? No, no. It's disrespectful that you didn't go Tyler Lockett, King State's finest. Uh, oh, his jeez. He's only 30. Uh, yeah, exactly. Why does it seem like he's older than that? Because he's been in the league a long time, man. He's 29, actually. Man. 29. Yeah, that's, Tyler Lockett. Don't respect that, man. Respect that. Fair. And not not I was gonna say K State's finest, but he's everybody's playing for second for K State's finest. <laughs> Whoa. Behind <laughs> oh. Barrett Brooks. Everybody's playing for second. That's what I mean. That yeah, was totally I, I, respectful. Uh right oh. there. Uh Steve Largent. If we're gonna stay on receivers, I'll give you another receiver who was a phenomenal. Great, 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 great. Oh, Seahawks for years. Uh amazing yeah. career. 68 years old. I can't believe he's that old. Uh, but he is 68 years old. Uh, ben E. King, who who was the oh, yes. the artist oh, yes. of "Stand by Me," that's the right. original, uh, was born this day in 1938. Stand by me. Oh, classic man, classic, and just such a great that's a, that song has such a rich sound to it. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, you know? it does. yes. Oh, awesome. Uh, so yeah, rest in peace, Ben E. King. Uh, Naomi Watts is 54 years old. Another good actress. Yep. Been in a lot yep. of stuff. Mira Sorvino, who's an actress oh. and director. One of my uh, favorite actresses. Yeah, 55, man. Oh, She's the man. daughter of Paul Sorvino, who, who passed yes. away recently. You know, when, when she hooked me was, um, you know, she won an Academy Award, too, for Mighty Aphrodite. She did. But when it, well, I was like, okay, who is she? But I really became a big fan of hers in the movie The Replacement Killers. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that movie yeah. was awesome, man. Yeah. And I've been a big fan of hers ever since then. Uh, that movie came out back in 1998. But, uh, oh, wow. and, man, she is tall. She's like 5'11", oh, man. She's 
statuesque. Yes. Oh my goodness. She's fifty-five tall. now. Got some wheels. Yes. Fifty-five still looks good for fifty-five. She, she is doing well for the speed limit. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the, the speed limit. I had. I'll, I'll give you this story. Rob, no, no, no. I liked my Sorvino. I'll give you a story about that. So I had a teacher. Uh, I, I had a, a my freshman year in high school. His name was Mr. Smith, and he he taught algebra one. Okay, so if the the limit to what he would give you. Like the worst you could do was a 55 on a test because you didn't want to bury you too badly. Okay. Right, right. He to give you a 20 and you're trying to dig out of that. So it was kind of a service that he did for you, but he took particular glee when he would walk around handing out the test when you got a 55 and that was his move. He would turn around and go speed limit. And he would slam it down on your desk. <laughs> and you were like, come on, Mr. Smith. He's like, no, Ellis, speed limit. And he would like, stay, like, like drop it on my desk. And then he just like pivot away and start laughing at me. He was that kind of guy, Mr. Smith. I loved him, man. But he was speed limit. I like that. Yeah. I like and that. That was another. So that was my very first. It was like my first period freshman year, right? So we're, I'm sitting there, first class of the day. And it was one of those classes where you guys, I'm sure, had these in high school where there were like dudes who were like seniors and juniors in there somehow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. So I had this dude next to me, man, who had like like a almost like a full beard. He looked like he he was like thirty seven, and I'm fourteen. Like, hey, how are you? And this dude was like, <laughs> like looked like a serial killer. Okay, like oh my goodness, he, he was not to be messed with. This oh guy, man, you know what I mean. And so after that, I just learned like I'm not saying a word to this guy, man. Oh, you want to cheat goodness. off my paper? Cheat all you want, brother. It's all yours. Hey, hey let me anyway. let me let me clear my good name for a second. Uh, Fitness yes. Rebel. What's wrong with tall women, D-Gun? I didn't say anything was wrong with tall women. I said I was a big fan of Mira Sorvino, number one. Number two, I was wild by the fact that she was a 5'11". That's all. Yeah. So, so I'm going to make sure people aren't blowing things out of proportion. There's absolutely nothing wrong with tall women. Okay? Like tall women. Now, who are we talking about again? Mira Sorvino. Oh, Mira Sorvino. You never saw the movie The Replacement Killers? I was it's lost. good. Man. Dude, it's really good. Dude, Check you got to see that movie. That yeah, movie. Like it, if man, you, you like, like action it. movies... Uh, you love this movie. Yes. Yep. Yep. You will dig you know, it, trust You can probably watch it at your desk like you do when you, you're allegedly working. Oh. oh. <laughs> wow. Man, you are ruthless, man. You are ruthless, Scott. Wait, wait, wait. Rob, Rob, let me clear. Barrett, did you not watch movies at your desk? I may have. Uh, uh, how many movies a day sometimes, Barrett? Well, they're four and a half hours, two movies. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. <laughs> hey, it was some downtime. He had some downtime. Right, right. He was already prepped. He had plenty oh, of time. Uh, right. No, I'm a huge fan of uh, tall, tall ladies. All right, so uh, young Jeezy, 45 years old. Jeezy. Now, can he still be young Jeezy at 45? I, I, oh, yeah, I don't 45, know. How no, but you can't be young Jeezy. So I it's think just it's just Jeezy, Jeezy now, now, right? No, yeah. no, at 55, you can't be young Jeezy. 45 still So he's young. got 10 more years of young? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. young MC is like 60 now, isn't he? Right. I mean, <laughs> still yeah. trying to bust the movie. still trying to bust the movie, bust the hip. <laughs> no. Um, all right. Uh, Ed Sullivan was born on this day in 1901. A really Ed good show. show. Really that was one of my show. favorite shows back in the day. Yeah, it was. Well, he introduced the United States to a lot of Big time artists. Jackson Five. Yep. yep. Elvis back in the day. Yeah. I mean, you name it. He, he had him on, man. He was that was the place you wanted to go oh, yeah. to get exposure. Think about it. You didn't have the internet. You didn't have cable. 
you had radio play, but if you wanted to get your stuff really played on radio, you needed some yeah. TV exposure. Yeah. And you know. Well, you know, uh, Eagles own Michael Kendrick's birthdays today. Good Michael point. Kendrick. What the heck is he doing nowadays? Hopefully he's out of jail. Oh, he's out of jail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, I'll now? tell you, he was a pretty good player. It's a shame there was, you know, other stuff going on there. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, my my, like uh, my fraternity brother and fellow St. Louisan, St. Joe Louis Torrey. Yes, Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey is 56. That's all? I thought he was like 66. Oh, not the manager, Joe Torrey. <laughs> not the man, man, Oh, the, the comedian. St. Louis on the comedian, yeah. Oh, oh uh, yeah. What happened to him? He was, he was he in had Poetic a, Justice, right? Yeah, yeah, he had a good yeah, run. Yeah. He had a really good run at one point. Hey, I wonder what happened to him. I don't know. He's still doing his thing. I, that guy guess. was funny. I, I Yeah. Yeah, he was. Is he still doing stand-up? Um, yeah, he is, actually. I, I saw him um, when I went down to uh, – when I went to Carolina – Oh, for, your, for your for fraternity, fraternity right. yeah. Okay. Um, any other birthdays, Gunner? Did I miss any? Uh, let's see. Um, oh, Bam Margera. Oh, Bam Margera. Jackass fame. Bam, you missed the big one, man. Bridget Bardot. How did you miss Bridget Bardot? Oh, you know what? I how did you miss that? He's eighty-eight. Yep, eighty-eight. One of the best, uh, big sex symbols of the fifties and the sixties. He was. Um, uh, Strong back in her day. Yeah, yes. back in her day, she was elite. You put her in that elite category. She was, elite. Yep. She was a one seat. Yeah, in there. yeah, one seat. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yo, John Dickerson said Joe Torrey's cooking Chinese fried rice these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, tough crowd. You know about the, no, you know about the, the St. Louis fried rice. That's your favorite place. Yeah, that's you oh, said it's the best. Man. Yeah, you said it's the best. Oh there. my goodness. Oh my god. All right. Uh, Couple of movies, Pitch Perfect, which I, you know, I, obviously they they made a couple sequels. I think yeah, they made, uh, I think three. There's three total, I believe. Has it been three? Yeah, uh, the first one's good. I like the yeah, first one. The I watched it with, my, with the women. Unique. I mean, it was different. Yeah, it was different. Uh, couldn't nah, get not, into it. Not for you, Barrett. No, nah, just couldn't get into it. My kids, oh, my on, kids, my daughter loved it. They, oh they, yeah, I mean the, the kids love it. it you don't like time. musicals, Barrett? Not really. I'm not a music guy, really. I don't even really listen to music. I promise you, if you watch the movie The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman, you will love that movie. The Greatest Showman is a great movie. I didn't know Hugh Jackson could sing. I mean, he's not like Luther Vandross or anything, but Hugh Jackman, you know, you're so used to seeing him in all these rough and rugged movies like Wolverine and stuff. But Hugh Jackman played a great role in The Greatest Showman. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's he's, he's a really talented actor, that guy. Uh, Performer. Uh, Zoolander, 2001. Ah. Yeah, and Stiller and never saw uh, that movie in its entirety. Oh, and well, you probably don't need to watch. I, I would. Okay, that's one you flip on for a couple minutes, and there's some goofiness in that. It's like an Adam Sandler movie, you know. Yeah, you you'll you'll okay. eventually come bored with that. Yeah, yeah okay. it's, I couldn't All get right. through the whole thing. It's some you'll people love that movie. They think it's you know just this like cult following, cult following, campy kind of thing. I, it's okay. It's okay. It's got its moments, you know, right. but it's not. It's it's a. After you're right, Barry. After like 15 minutes, it's the same sort of joke. Right, 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 right. You know, you know, yeah. blue ice. Yeah, every, he's always doing the model, like fish face. What do they call yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, duck, 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 duck face. It? Duck, yeah, duck something. Fish face. <laughs> fish, fish face. Come up with this stuff, man. Uh, I knew it was some, some. I don't know what it was. Anyway. Something with a duck. Yeah. Right. Uh, did I miss any any movies there, Gunner? Nope, nope. You're on. Okay. Your point uh, spot on today. Spot on. All right. All right, so yeah, so that's uh, that was the uh, the movies and the uh, and the birthdays. So the Eagles tomorrow. So tomorrow, Barrett, <laughs> Thursdays, 
<clears throat> walk me through what Wednesday is. Is Wednesday install and then Thursday sort of executing that? Is that what happens on Thursdays? No, Wednesday you do all the physical run stuff. So you put in your run play, goal line, short yardage. You have nine on seven drills. You know, you okay. um, you put in, you know, uh, third and short. You know, what you're going to run. Those are the type of days. You know, that's the first mm-hmm. install. Thursdays are usually um, where you go out and you do your your third and long, your nine. I mean your uh, your 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 one on ones and stuff like that. You put in your your passing offense and um, that's how that goes. And then okay. you know you have two point three point plays and stuff like that. Then right. Friday is it's not a walkthrough, but it's like a run through of everything. You know, just getting that game plan together. And then Saturday, you either travel to the place or or you know something like that. Okay. Okay. Hey, uh, so two things on that. Uh, both Slay and Landon Dickerson not practicing today. Both guys. Big, he, huge. Yeah. Yeah. And we knew Dickerson with the foot. He's been having some issues. And Slay's just been, what was it? His hip just kind of generally sort of banged up from that yeah. Vikings yep. game, which he yep. hasn't really, I mean, I think he's gutting it out, but hopefully these guys can kind of get it, uh, get it together. Um, so there are two things. AJ and the most Brown. Important thing, yeah. Rob's Wi Fi held up. Uh, so we got through it. AJ Brown not at practice, uh, expecting the birth of his second child at any moment. So that oh wow okay, so that make that explains that obviously. Um, so that yeah, that's it from an injury standpoint. It doesn't look like there's anything all that severe, which is good. I mean, so far so good. We've seen some other big names really go down uh, around the NFL. So all right, uh, tomorrow tomorrow we're back at it, guys. Uh, same time, same place, and I I'll be on actually a little bit later with Dan Cilio. On the uh, on the national nice. football show, so nice. jumping in with Sills uh, around three thirty. If you guys want to, uh, you know, if you aren't sick enough, sick of me enough, uh, I'd be getting a little bit more of me uh, a little bit later. Anyway, uh, what is this? What happened? Rob got that new Viagra router from Comcast. What the heck is that? <laughs> what, Rob? You know something we don't know? No, obviously not. Obviously I don't not. Want to know it. Yeah, I don't want to know it. Nobody right. wants to know. Nobody wants to know. Right. Um, really. On that note, geez, what a way to end it. Uh, all right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody, for in the chat room. Everybody I'm not coming back tomorrow. Back. Alexander. No, we're back tomorrow. Yes, no, you I'm are. Not. Yes, you are. Back at the same time, 12 Eastern. For Barrett, for Derek, I'm Rob. Have a great night, everybody. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. 
Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.